0: Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order.
1: We do need another hero. Turns out we need another hero. I
2: need a hero.
1: No. Uh, we, lost a, we lost a big one today.
2: I know. You and Ryan are on opposite sides of the screen. It's freaking me out. She
1: said... What?
2: You and Ryan are on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were on opposite sides of the screen. It was freaking me out.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's what was freaking out? You also so Tina said we don't need another hero in uh, Thunderdome, but okay. it turns out we do need another hero. That's true. Anywho, it is Wednesday night. We're going home to Double or Nothing here on the Movie Quarter Podcast, episode 113. Part of the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, Hi to everybody who's watching along. Thanks for watching. And hi to everybody who's here on the air. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Hello, Catherine.
2: My name is Kate.
1: Mm. (laughs) It's been debated a lot. But it's on my birth
2: certificate.
1: Uh, Ryan, have you ever had her produce a birth
3: certificate? I've asked, and I've never seen it. I
2: you've never did. asked for my birth certificate.
3: I I did. I've asked many times. I even asked this to see your passport, and you wouldn't show a me.
2: Lie. You saw my passport. I'm sick you of you. Wouldn't lies. show me.
3: You'd like, you like were like can't show. Him.
2: That Get is a money. lie. You're a lying liar who lies.
1: Ryan's a birther.
2: <sighs> I'm like I'm just Kate. <laughs> I, well, until
1: I see a United States birth certificate. I'm not going to believe no Canadian birth certificate. We won't accept it. Mm -mm. No, no. If I was
2: part Canadian, the way I would claim Bret Hart and Kenny Omega, and sometimes Chris Jericho.
1: Sometimes, all the time.
2: Eh, There's some political things. Then
1: what about Christian?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just, just so Mrs. Money could have the dual citizenship alone.
1: You know, there was a period of time. Mrs. Money thought she was French-Canadian, and then we traced back her mom, traced back her her side of the family. Not French-Canadian, just French.
2: Oh, really? I was going to say, did they have turtlenecks and a reasonable blonde sweepover and a gap jacket? (laughs) Uh,
1: No, no. But turns out her mom's side of the family... Again, they thought they were French Canadian and it turns out they were French. Uh her mom's side of the family was part of the original group sent from France to Canada to set up settlements. So,
2: so I think oh, there's also geez. a little
1: bit of royalty there. I'm like, what does that get us? Nothing.
2: You do it, you don't even get a parcel of land.
1: I get nothing. Uh, her mom's side of the family does, they do have like an official, like, uh, club. Like there is an official club or group. They have their own, uh, like theme song or something like that. What? They sell some like merchandise. Uh, I apparently can't have any of the merch or sing the song because I'm not part of the, you know, the lineage.
2: I'm pretty sure they made this up just to ostracize you.
1: No, I've seen it all. <laughs>
3: it's wild.
2: Oh, you've um, seen that? But yeah. Diverse, so I believe it. I That's so. right.
4: Yes. I'm.
3: Kate. I'm very upset though that she's not French Canadian, because there's no Canada like French Canada. It's the only Canada in the land. That's true.
1: Uh, Mrs. Money said they also have a crest. They have an oh, official. Every crest. family has a crest. No, 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 no. Prove no, it. I don't have a family crest. I do. Well, what what is your lineage? You're what? Irish, Scottish, English, something like that. Irish. Yeah. Usually a lot of those. I feel like Irish families and stuff have a crest or something like that. I think English, too. Not my peasant Italian families. Nothing.
3: You guys didn't steal crests from others? No, I just have a horn that looks like a sperm. Notorious thieving Italians. You know, don't be smirch my lineage.
2: What about Crest toothpaste?
1: I have plenty of Crest toothpaste. Okay, so although I think crest. I, although I think I use Colgate primarily. I use um,
2: honestly, yeah, I'm a more of a Colgate gal.
1: I don't know. Uh, I don't know who it is. I'm assuming it's perhaps teeth. Matt. Uh, Aunt Money's crest is a prosciutto leg. Boy, do I wish I would do damage to a prosciutto leg.
2: Hello, the shining wizards. Nice to see you. I have you. a feeling
3: that's Tony. I don't know.
2: I don't know. It's. I mean, it's ten twenty. Isn't he in bed by now?
1: He should be sleeping for like four hours oh by now.
2: Goodness.
1: He had dinner at four thirty. Of course, um,
2: early bird special.
1: Right, early 50% bird special, fifty percent off, if not more. And then, um, you know, he goes home. He gets into his uh, house shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he puts on. His pajama bottoms, uh, his guinea t-shirt, uh, combs his hair, and then gets into bed. And Takes his shoes off. to
2: a, a nice Bruno San Martino match, because those were the days. That's and
1: right. Oh, those were the days, mm-hmm. let me tell you.
3: I, everything up until the fact that he falls asleep at like seven fits me to a T.
2: No, it sounds great, honestly.
3: It's like I have an early dinner. I just get dressed for what I'll wear to bed or whatever, and that's my <laughs> night. But then I just stay up. See how well I
1: know it? See, that's Beautiful. the routine. I nailed it. Thank you. Um, I will say this, though. I was listening Monday as I saw you guys were in the chat. Yes. Here's what I don't understand. But I do understand. There was a whole discussion. If you missed it, go listen to The Shining Wizards from Monday. It was a, It was a good show. You know what? I'll say this. It was an okay show. That's because you got to nag them a little bit so they don't think they're doing a good job. So they continually yeah, yeah, yeah. try to do a good job. You know what I'm saying? Make them impress us. Yeah. Right. So it was That's an okay cool. show. Give it a try. It but was fine. Yeah. It was okay. It was fine. It was passable. Um, But they had that whole discussion for a short period of time. Tony was very upset about the four-way match at Double or Nothing this weekend. Why did
2: it just Stormy Allen? Why do we have these other guys in there?
4: I'm Tony.
1: And I came to the conclusion why he's so upset because he says they have to elevate talent and they're not elevating talent properly. He just wants the next Bruno San Martino and he can't get it. They don't have a guy who can do 40 minutes of headlocks and bear hugs and rest holds and then, Throw one punch, go back to twenty minutes of rest holds, and then go for a pin.
2: And they're on TV every week, not once a month at the garden. It's
1: very true. Very true.
2: You know what would help elevate talent? I'm gonna be Ryan real quick. Elevation. Keep me
3: to the joke, and
2: I'm furious. Elevation. Right now. If we oh, had elevation. sorry. Dark elevation. Elevation. Elevate. <laughs> How's Kate? the grieving going over there, Ryan?
1: What what step of the grieving
2: are you? Have you accepted it? Are you in the phase of anger? No. We're still in denial.
3: Denial or anger? Somewhere in the between. Somewhere
2: in between. Okay.
3: Hopefully my internet stops screwing up again. I feel like I'm stealing your gimmick too much.
2: I know. Back off, man.
3: Did you guys (laughs) plan the duet? No. Thank
1: God. I
2: just, I just yeah. think Sarah McLaughlin a lot.
4: Oh I just have
3: <laughs> shitty jokes on, on the same wavelength.
2: Um, That's
3: for sure. Um,
1: so, everybody, how are we doing?
2: I'm so tired, Aunt. Do you know why? I think I'm so tired. Why? Okay, I didn't sleep well last night.
5: Well, so
2: that makes you regular. That would of actually probably be right. why you're tired. Okay, but yeah. bear with me. One thing, as someone who takes prescribed Adderall for attention deficit disorder, mm-hmm. is I have to space out my coffee and my Adderall, or I have a panic attack. Uh, sometimes. And Real
3: quick, the- I'm going to cut you off only because you said coffee a little bit like a.
2: I did say a little coffee, and it's gross.
3: <laughs> yes. Okay. I just wanted you from Staten Island. Jesus.
2: I have no idea where that came from. Um. My coffee. Spread them out and I'm like 90% sure I took my Xanax instead of my Adderall.
4: Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> I have oh Xanax my God. For panic attacks. Um, so and I, I don't have to take it that often. And I was like, why am I so tired? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I took something from a much fuller bottle than my Adderall <laughs> bottle. Cause I, I I rarely, thankfully, have panic attacks so bad I need to take my Xanax anymore. So it's like, it's a pretty full bottle. I only have to get it filled very rarely as opposed to my Adderall, which I take very regularly. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I took a Xanax and I was not stressed at work, but I am very
4: tired. Jeez. Uh,
1: I'll say this. Hold on real quick, Ryan. Uh, Pluggo says so much amazing on the screen. How goes it? Hi, goes well. Uh, he's talking about me. I don't know what you guys are no, talking no, about. All this but, guy. All this guy. Um, Pluggo, stay ask tuned because we. Either
2: us to be on their show, okay? He asked him to be on the show. Listen, Pluggo, well, great. Not necessarily a man of taste. No.
1: <laughs> let me let me say this, Kate. We know how this goes, right? We we're well aware of how this goes. The requests come in to Ryan. He hoards them in his DMs. He doesn't ask us. He just says, "Sure, I'll do it," and then he goes.
2: I think he went a step further. I think they were like, "Hey." Would Ant like to come out on the show? And he was like, this is Ant. And,
1: and then he was he like, shows oh, no, up.
2: there was a mix up. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. I'm in high demand, but nobody uh, ever gets. Here, here's I what should... I love. About I should this probably joke. check my own Twitter, but I never do. Yeah.
3: Well, that that's one thing. But The other thing it's I love about this flooded. joke is that
2: it's exhausting. You know, it's a is lot. That
3: you're you could easily be insulting me for something else. And you, you've gone the lying route. Because the true route is that I just have no life. So I watch everyone else's stuff so they Where get to there's know me.
2: So many things that we could be insulting you for that. Like, sometimes
3: the, <laughs> the lying. you got
2: to switch it up. You know what I mean?
3: You, you, you guys could you had to lie or you could just be like, Ryan has no life. And he just watches people's stuff, a which is what happened. No, so that's not a lie. I have no life.
1: Just I just want everybody to know, know if you're if you've been requesting Members of the, sh- the the Mark Order podcast, part of the Shining Wizards. Kate, have you seen any of those
2: requests? Not a one.
1: Uh, I yeah, have more followers you. on Twitter than we do. But but if anybody's sending them to us,
3: I'm sorry. The Matt Coon request didn't come to our DMs.
2: Yeah, Who's but do? but that was because it it was about me, not Kate of the Mark Order podcast. Hey, why'd you change yeah. my name to big old jerk?
3: Because you were being a big old jerk. Can't you change your own name?
2: No, because I'm not like it. Oh, wait, I you can't. You can change your
3: name. You can change your name. You just can't change mine.
2: Other people's yeah. names, but you can. So it feels fruitless.
3: You were being a big <sighs> old jerk. Anyway. Pluggo, you um, didn't start a beef. and starting a beef. He's got that shock jock radio mentality.
1: It's not true. It's the it,
3: What I'm saying is true.
1: What... Comes into the DMs don't always make it trickle its way down. It's like trickle down economics, they don't always work, and trickle down DMs don't always work. Every once in a great while, they do because Ryan's like, Oh, I really want to do this, but I can't. So let me ask you guys at the last minute when he knows, let we me can.
2: let me shovel this off. Yeah, the, the ones I'm too good for.
1: That's
2: right. That's
1: right. Um. Well, Kate, I will say this. Um, I can only hope you took a Zanny bar. And uh, at some point, at some point, you maybe start to nod off here live. It would be so funny. I would just throw, I would constantly throw it to you, Kate. I'd be like, Kate, what do you think? And you just, no
3: response. And I'd be like, (laughs) exactly right.
2: I was like kyle fletcher's great you're like we're talking about the end I mean, of the show i was gonna say
3: i'm tired <laughs> because i did baking soda instead of my other white powdery stuff that usually gets me wired oh sugar? yes you nailed it <laughs> okay it's
1: weird i thought you were cutting out baking soda but you're cutting out sugar okay no
3: no uh, honey honey
1: speaking about nose sugar um you know, every once in a while, I'll turn on, like, the terrestrial radio because, you know, I made a money. I pay for satellite. But every once in a while, um, I turn on the terrestrial radio. Have you guys heard those ads where they're looking for people for... They're Okay, so maybe not you, Ryan, because you're further south. But here, here, hello, Brocast, um, we sometimes get these ads about they're looking for people to be part of like a hospital study or something like that. And a lot of times, uh, there are ads for cocaine. They're like, do you use cocaine? Do you use it too much? And you'd like to stop or cut back. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's it. I don't need to stop. I just need to cut back.
4: If if you're doing
1: it
3: too much, cutting back is not an option
2: yeah no you gotta you gotta that's a rip off the band-aid one that's a full stop situation
1: i just found it very odd in those ads they're like if you'd like to be part of a clinical trial because you're trying to quit or cut back on your cocaine
2: usage yeah are you shooting heroin three times a day
1: no only twice and i've cut back
2: would you like to scale it back to three times a week maybe
3: no, twice a
1: day. I've
2: got the program but, for you.
1: Was it a clinical trial? Okay.
3: You know what the the best part of that is? Those people are like, I, I'm not doing. I'm doing it too much. No, I want to do it more. Let me figure out how to get more of it in my system." As is covered by way? John Mulaney in his new comedy special.
1: I, oh you God, know, so good. I started it and I fell. I was just so tired, I fell asleep. Did you so take I a sandwich? <laughs> no, I just lived life. Lived that commuter life.
2: I really like middle, like three o'clock. Was like, man, I know I don't, I didn't sleep well, but I am exhausted.
1: <laughs> I put you on your ass. Feel so slow.
2: I was like, but I'm good. Oh, i do not
3: have any stress.
2: Fine about it. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Is it I
2: just, just really can, you have Xan?
1: Kit, you have Xanax pills, or are they the bars?
2: Tablets. The
3: okay. Xanax bar.
1: It's literally a bar. It's like a Why little bar, buy? and you it breaks into like four pieces, so you can control the dosage. But I think that's how you know you got a problem, if you're getting the bars.
2: Yeah, Jeez, no, that I didn't know they bad. did
1: that. Yeah. I had
2: to take it like three times a year.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever taken a Zannie. I might have back in my old days. I,
2: so I like went through this mental process of I'm like, I don't understand how people take this as a party drug. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I guess...
1: You'd be surprised.
2: I only take it when I need it. So <laughs> I um.
1: you're I also probably understand not taking
2: like what the sensation of it is in a in a recreational way, but I'm like, it exhausts me
3: just loosens. Yeah, you're really. probably not taking the same dose either, though. You're probably taking a weaker dose meant to just, you know, help sure. you.
2: I always thought about take? like what would happen if I tried to take. I think I've even mentioned it on this podcast before. Like if I had tried to like take adderall recreationally and i was just like everybody else would probably get some like awesome thing about it and i would just be able to like do my laundry <laughs> like, if,
4: like if i had found <laughs> Functional. i had sheep,
2: were, like recreational uses but you're taking like...
1: you're taking adderall the way you're supposed to not the way you would recreationally trust me on that one because Correct,
2: but i think Well, I think my dosage is about the same as what people would take recreationally, but it's intermittent release. So it releases like five milligrams at a time or whatever. That's
1: exactly it, because you're taking it in pill form where it's supposed to slowly dissolve and release, as you said. And most of us, I'm sorry, most people who have taken it recreationally uh, (laughs) would not take it in pill form if you're really trying to get it hit in the bloodstream quick. So got
4: it. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't so know
2: my anything about drugs. I am the most naive little human being. What do you I
3: mean? Never just done them?
1: Crush it and snort it. That's all it is.
2: Sure. I've the taste.
3: Drugs, is... Never smoked weed.
1: What? Come on, Ryan. That's legal at this point.
3: I, I, I've only drank. I've only been drunk like five times. Like I don't. That's just not my personality.
1: Schlong. How about this? Collision in Newark.
3: Not a chance in hell.
1: Collision in Newark, Kate. Let's dose schlong. Let's tell him we've got some gummy bears.
2: That's right.
1: We're like, take a fistful. Just take a fistful. It'll
2: be well, I, I wouldn't, I'm not a violent but like, guy by, by nature. July, I'm hoping to have my cocaine habit down to once a day. So.
1: Okay. Well, then it'll just level you off. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll take sure. the, the the weed gummy to level out.
4: Mm, nice. Uh,
3: I'm not a violent yeah. guy by nature, but if you dose me... You'd see me stand outside your house with a baseball bat at some point in time. Not if you're dosed. You're not doing that. I'll tell you
1: that. You're not not, not that immediately, yet. at least. Yeah. No. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, How are you? Okay, Ian? so Kate's tired. I'm I'm fine. I.
2: Uh, How's T-ball going?
1: I I wasn't there yesterday because I I'm not back in time and I won't be here for the game tomorrow because I'm not back in time. But they started. Uh, they started hitting from like the way our league does it for whatever reason is that midway in the season, they st- switch you to coaches start pitching. They want to get the kids used to like hitting without the tee to get ready for the next level next year. So apparently they started that yesterday. And from what I heard, the 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 eyes in the sky, the reporter, the beat reporter for um, over the edge excavating, Mrs. Money told me that uh, the team hit well
3: yesterday uh, with coach pitch.
4: Okay. So,
3: Even though the coach kept brushing them off the pa- uh, the plate. It was really weird. Listen, you got to teach them to
1: stay back.
4: That's
1: true. Or lean in. Take one. Lean in, Dorn. Uh, so, yeah, that's going fine. All right,
3: it's I got all bullshit.
1: <laughs> I love this shit. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, uh, I mentioned it in passing here, but we got our Newark Collision tickets. We'll be talking Collision a little bit later about the announcement tonight, but we have our tickets. So the Mark, well, maybe all of the Mark Order podcast will be in Newark. We don't know. The
2: Holy Triumvirate, well,
1: Well, it's still still TBD. One of us, Kate. We just isn't offered Isn't sure you if the they're virus. going to leave the house.
2: <laughs> we just offered to dose you and for free of no charge. For charm. free.
3: Gratis. <sighs> we can discuss all here. There are extenuating circumstances. The dosing? I'll up the dosage.
2: <laughs> Maybe if Ryan's like, it's not enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, ten milligrams, not enough. Okay. do that with my breakfast
2: is it the lack of strip clubs
1: we can go to a strip club can i can tell you for sure the Still strip club that i thought was either oh the strip club i thought was closed is not closed ryan that was a place where it's like cheers everybody knows your name we can Sport go after local collision.
2: businesses
1: and moms
3: everyone to know my name
1: why you don't want them to know pietro I'm just going to make up a name for you, Shlong. We'll call you Mark, Peach. Mark,
2: this is Eddie. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, this is Eddie Guerrero.
1: I'm sorry. Did you say Mark? Oh.
2: Mark
1: Quill. Well, why don't you say Mark Quill's asking, uh, what's the figure besides
3: King? CM Punk on k Two Eddies dad? and a Punk.
2: And I have my big gold belt book that ain't got me.
1: And what's and the he pop? he also
2: got me this figure. This is an Eddie Guerrero Funko that Matt got me along with my Eddie Guerrero figure.
3: You only have those because he's dead. <laughs> and who signed the baseball?
2: Oh, this is actually kind of a sweet thing. This is a Michael K. signed baseball. And it was given to me by my high school boyfriend. And I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. And he got me that. Um, as like a little graduation Oh, he gift. was a
3: good guy. Where, where is he at? Maybe we should give him a call.
2: He was a great dude. It was really like downhill from there, to be honest. He's great. He got like a 1600 on his SATs and went to Notre Dame. and um. But he's, we so he actually got 1500 and went to time, Notre so. Dame. Yeah, it was his dream. He got a full ride to Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, full ride. You fun. might have you might have heard of him, Ryan. He played linebacker for the football team and yeah. famously was catfished. A Manti Teo. <laughs> oh, wow. did you guys see that Netflix documentary on Manti Teo?
3: I couldn't do it. I just it's so awkward and cringy. That guy. I think is as dumb as a bag of rocks.
1: I'm just gonna say it.
2: He's out of his mind. I think. I don't know. Poor feller. Uh-uh. Asian Joe, you can definitely come to collision with us.
1: What are you reading? Oh my god! I forgot. You're not allowed to in. chat and. Pull up. But you ye's need to pull it up. But ye's need to pull it up.
2: But I can't ye's. pull it up because I'm not logged in.
1: Dosing and special cookies. I'll fly out for collision.
2: Hell yeah! Right, let's do it.
1: Joe, if Ryan passes the ticket, it's yours if you can get here.
2: Yeah, I have a question for you.
1: Yes, Kate. Well, wait. Hold on real quick. Ryan, how, how have you been? Anything new?
2: I'm
3: good. Okay. I'm a Mellow Fellow. Ryan, we'll I, do Mellow wanna, I do just want to... I
1: do just want to say because um, we talked about basketball a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't know how you get voted an MVP and you're not even in the Eastern finals or the championship. I'm just saying,
3: just saying, I'm just saying.
2: Cause he can't well, do it team. alone. And
3: yeah, you see Anthony basketball is a team sport. Mm-hmm. MVP is an individual award. Okay.
2: And voted out. That's, this season, that's right. It's, it should have been Djokovic
3: again. No, it's why? Apparent, why should it have apparent? been here? He wasn't the two years he wanted. He didn't make it anywhere. Well, he did this year. That's for and sure. he didn't win, so it, do, it see it doesn't matter.
2: I think Joel Embiid should have won it last year, and Djokovic should have won it this year, and that I'll is based that. on the two things I read about basketball every year. <laughs> I, From I, I my understanding, that. my thing that I made up is actually pretty accurate. So no, it
3: actually is. He was probably he was is, definitely right? the MVP last year do a thing and less so this year but it feels like they knew they fucked up last year so they gave it to him this year
2: right it was, yeah it was like a compensatory situation
3: but he did lead the league in scoring this year so there still is that
2: yeah i have I a agree. really important question for you
3: yeah let's do it
2: we went to the 2300 arena
1: we did go to the 2300 arena
2: formerly some indie promotion that once also has the most important promotion of all time WWE C W.
1: That's right, I home of end. home of, you know, just legendary Christian. fucking roster wrestlers, Christian, Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona.
2: Um, there's graffiti about those two guys, from what I understand, in the men's bathroom. There um, is also
1: a sticker in the men's bathroom,
2: for the Mark podcast.
1: That uh, is right, one of these buddies.
2: Oh my gosh, I hope you tell us where we can get those later. But I will. There's a gentleman. Wait, hold
1: on, schlong. What do you? What are you?
2: What are you finger tapping?
3: It's like I'm tickling his chin. Oh. Sa-
2: oh, oh Sa-
4: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see if two did... would notice.
1: I mean, I thought he was telling us to to hold on. <laughs> I
2: Probably know. I thought before. you were finger wagging because you had a sour post look on your face.
1: Gentlemen's no, Club. Yes. So
2: there's a Gentlemen's Club on the way there. There's it's not also Melon
1: Shakers, but yes.
2: Well, there, that's what I was going to ask. There's also a Gentlemen's Club in Newark.
3: Mm-hmm. There's like two Gentlemen's Club within like a three mile radius of 2300.
2: I mean, I go to these shows with gentlemen. We have not been to any of these clubs, but what are Aunt, What are you? What are your instincts on which one is better? Do you think Newark or or Philly has a better wrestling
1: strip club? Oh my God!
3: Because
2: um, we are not talking about the creme de la creme of either city. No, <laughs> but we are talking about these specific locations.
3: Well, um, got, actually, though, in fairness, I will say one thing for the Philly one. Actually, it's the same thing that's true for the Newark one, but for the Philly one is. Those two strip clubs are also in close location to all the major arenas.
1: Well, i th- I don't know what the ones are in Newark. To be honest, I know there was one that closed down. I think it was called like Twenty One Foxes. And we, uh, the only reason I know that one is because we used to, from where we live, now you used to
4: work there.
2: You pick up your paycheck.
1: You know, I got a crack skull somewhere for money. Um, no, we used to pass by it on the way in and out of Newark from where we live. Um, and then I think somebody got killed there and it got shut down.
2: Oh, so So I'm going to say the Philly one.
1: (laughs) I mean, listen, if you think people aren't getting stabbed or something at strip clubs, you're probably mistaken. But that's a fair point. Um, no, that wouldn't be where I took Ryan anyway. We wouldn't go in Newark. We would leave Newark and we'd go to another location closer to the Meadowlands. Okay.
3: Have I told you the strip club story from the Poconos?
1: You said you've never
3: been to a strip club, so it's not me. I didn't. Go, I was there, but I didn't go in.
2: Please tell me that guy was there. What guy? That guy. That
3: guy. No, that guy was not there. It was for my
2: cousin. Oh. So went to the
3: Poconos for uh. The
2: Poconos.
3: Poconos for a uh, for bachelor Poc-a-what? party. Poconos. Poconos. So they all decided they wanted to go to a strip club. Not all of like do you, yeah, you remember the strip club?
1: club was it the grand view it couldn't have
3: been the i Grandview. don't it was in the middle of fucking nowhere that's how well it's the fucking poker i mean strippers. yeah well this is the story so of like the, of like the 25 guys there i want to say 20 of them decided to go five, and five of five of us were like no absolutely i'm not like we're not going to the pocono strip club we just know so i dropped them off because i don't drink so i dropped a bunch of them off i am maybe a half mile down the road, and I get a phone call from at least another seven guys going, "Pick us up right this second. <laughs> yeah, it's the Poconos, man. They're like, are these some any of them people are that oh, I've like met? you. No, you've not met any of these people. Oh,
1: I will say this: um, I wouldn't go to a Poconos strip club um, mm-hmm. unless it was like a you know, like I would, like like you at a bachelor party. If people wanted to go, I'd be like, sure, I'll go. It's a party. Like I'm gonna, I'm not you know, I'll be game. But um, and this is this is true. I didn't go when I was in college. There was a a place within proximity people could drive to. And the reason that all the people went was because they did amateur nights and amateur nights are when all the girls from the colleges would go and they would get up on stage. And I did. Like I said, I swear I didn't go. It was a place, as I mentioned, called the Grand View. Okay. and. Um, I might have told this story never on the air, and I'm not gonna. I don't even remember the names. Name but from,
2: names. From
1: and- what I from what I understand happened one night, somebody who I knew, uh, a young lady uh, who I knew from something a class or whatever. Like we weren't friends, but I knew who she was. Apparently, went and decided to partake and made it all the way to the end. Like, you know, they they weed girls out and then eventually you get down to the two and whoever wins, I guess, gets a cash prize or whatever. Right. So they whittled it all the way down. She made the final two. And really, I guess what it was explained to me was the only way you win is if you take it all off. You go the full Monty. And so apparently this young lady who I knew of did not win. The reason was because she had an ankle bracelet on. (gasps) Not an ankle bracelet that you'd pick out at your local jewelry store. But one that is given to you that you can't remove for a period of, I don't know, three to six.
2: My goodness.
1: They were like, you know, uh, what can you do? And she's like, I can't do anything. It's can't come off. They're like, sorry, you lose. My, like, gosh. Oh my she's god, she's the one who
3: should have won because she seems like a good son.
1: Also, she probably submitted. shouldn't be up on a stage at a strip club partaking no, an amateur night with come. an ankle bracelet on.
2: Yeah, sounds like the old should be in the home situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, um I went to the same gentleman's club twice. Where was Duke it? Friends, is it Dahlia's Den?
1: Delilah's Den, Delilah's in in Philly?
2: den? not in in Philly. Philly. There is one like, in Philly. Woodbridge-ish.
1: Okay, I know where you're talking about. Yep. Okay. It's off of the like off the bridge, right?
2: I think so, yeah. I There's was in a college. I didn't know there. New Jersey at all.
1: There's a but couple. I got back taken there.
2: there because I was told I was going to a birthday party. My guy friends mm-hmm. did not tell me where said birthday party was. One time I went uh voluntarily with same dude friends, uh, but different nostalgia trip. <laughs> and uh the thing that I remember the most about it was it got real sad because they played home by Daughtry for one of the girls today. <laughs> and I was like, that is not stripper. Put on Buck Cherry or whatever the fuck. Like, why are yeah. you putting on home by Daughtry? That's so sad.
1: So a couple quick hitters and then I'll, uh, and then we can continue moving on. But I, you know, I, like I said, most of the times I would go to, to the strip club, would be like a bachelor party or something, right? There's a reason to go. but then uh there was a period where it was just like you know like uh on a monthly basis like a whole bunch of us would go um and it was just like something to do on a saturday night because you could bring you know in new jersey if it's a full nude strip club you can bring in anything you want to drink they don't serve alcohol Serve the mixers, but you can literally bring in whatever you want. I've seen people walk in. You know those giant white igloo coolers, like the 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 one yard coolers. I've seen people in there with those full of shit. They
4: I've seen be. people
1: walk in with a pony keg. Like people go fucking crazy. But one time we went to um, I went to Baltimore. And um, I went for a a bachelor party and that was what they decided to do. And in Baltimore, there was this area known as the block. And it was it's all neon, all strip clubs and more. Um, But it's like notorious for like drug arrest, violence, prostitution, all that stuff. Seems bad. We didn't necessarily know about that. And congratulations to all the Panthers fans out there. You swept the Hurricanes. Um, but we didn't know that until we started making our way there and then left for the night and somebody looked up where we were and realized like, oh, we were probably in trouble. But we also walked there because it was not really like the time for Uber. So we walked there from Camden Yard and we didn't also have GPS on the phone. So you didn't necessarily have a map and we're walking there and I like me and somebody else were like, I think it was four of us because it was like the first night and everybody wasn't coming till the next night. So we're walking there. And at one point somebody's like, all right, like if we can't find where we're going, like let's go. And one of the guys goes, I think it's that way. And they point down a street and I shit you not. It was like something out of like the Simpsons or family guy where you look down the street, it's dark steam coming out of fucking sewer grates. Like you see a cat run across the street, glass bottle break. You know, it was just like anything you would not want to. I was just like, I am not walking that way. You guys can certainly go that way. I will go this direction for one more block. And if we don't hit it, I'm out. And we didn't go down that street, but we walked forward and it was there. And it was fucking weird, man. It was, I think, really like one of the first times I was out of New Jersey, sort of strip go-go club area. So a lot of it was you want to buy a drink for the lady. And I was like, I was broke at the time. So I was like, no, I don't want to buy a drink. And like guy left you and the guy in the suit comes back. Would you like to buy the lady a drink? And I'm like, I'm good. And they're like, well, the full menu's up there. And you kind of look and everything's like buy a lady a drink. Forty five dollars. Buy a bottle. 75 dollars and i'm just like i turn to the people i'm like we have to get the fuck out of here because i'm not doing any of this and i they're going to kick our ass if we're not spending money so we leave and then you continue down the block and it was like places like where you go downstairs below a building and it was sad and like one of the people i was with was like saying yeah we're from new york and blah 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 talking about this shit whatever and so We continue down the street and we're passing like a pizzeria and I shit you not a guy comes out like running out the fucking pizzeria and me and the guy next to me like jump back and like put our hands up. Like I thought this guy was going to mug us. It was like, yo, let me tell you something. And I was just like waiting for it. And he's like, I got 18 girls drink specials, blah, blah, blah. Like the guy came out to pitch us. He was in the middle of ordering his pizza and ran out. To sell us on going to is whatever. I was just like, get the the fuck out of here. Hard pass.
2: Hard pass.
1: We go into another place. And that, Kate, is maybe where I had my saddest experience in a gentleman's club, strip club, go-go, whatever. I had never been in the type of establishment where the ladies would go up to the jukebox themselves, put in their own money. And pick their own songs to dance to. And then. They
2: didn't even have a DJ?
1: No. It was like, uh, you know. Self
2: service?
1: Yeah, it was fucking sad. It was that's rough. really sad. I was like, we've got to get out of here.
4: Yeah, no, that's And tough. super
1: quick, the next day. Other people arrived. We were at a better place, not on the block. And then somebody comes by and says, we're taking these guys over there. And we did not want to leave where we were at, but we did go. We went back into the one place where somebody was telling the the young ladies where we were from and talking about New York. And the girl sees us walk in and she turns around to the other strippers and goes, hey, these are the guys I was telling you about from New York City. And I was like, we have to get the fuck out of here. Like no good. And then somebody else that night who was with us was super drunk. We were waiting for a cab. Every place was letting out for the night. And like me and one other guy who weren't drinking kind of looked at everybody and we were like, we've got to go because it's going to be fucking sketchball here in like two seconds. So we're waiting for cabs and we can't get any cabs. One comes up and we, we put like one other guy who's not super wasted in with everybody who's super wasted, And we're like, take them back to the hotel. And I'm there with one other guy and who's pretty sober. And then like two other guys who are just hammered and we're waiting for a cab. And one of the hammered guys is sort of just standing there arms crossed, like thousand yard stare, but he's like staring at this girl who's standing out there and she's in front of him. It's like, she doesn't see it, but some guy rolls up next to him. He's like, Hey, and then he goes, what's up? And the guy's like, she's pretty, huh? And he's like, Yeah the guy goes to him you want to take her home tonight and i was like gotta go we're walking i was like we fucking we did we walked we walked back i was like i'm not staying that was sketchy that was super sketchy also kate to your point about like dancing to odd music the place we would go in new jersey by the meadowlands um they um they I always thought it was weird. Uh they would sometimes like some of the girls would dance to like Slipknot. And I'm like, this is really fucking weird. <laughs> like it just doesn't seem yeah, to be. Yeah, they me, would like... have
2: like weird metal songs. And then yeah. I was thinking about like the metal I like I was like, I would like them to challenge themselves with Meshuga or something. Like give me <laughs> yeah. some like extremely polyrhythmic lamb of God. <laughs> if you're gonna go metal. And like be I was impressive. always
1: I was always Here's fine with, like you said, um, fucking Finger oh. Eleven or
2: Sure. What? Like whoever. Take Me Out or whatever? Like all the... Sure. Buck Crazy Cherry. Bitch.
1: Yeah. Buck Cherry. That's yeah. the one I couldn't think of. Or even oh like... my
2: Daughtry was just sad.
1: That's a weird one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. If there is ever a rock band, Man For A Strip Club, it's fucking Nickelback. I've seen quite a few. Sure. <laughs> it's just a Nickelback, and I'm like, this fucking works. Yeah. Oh God. Uh Marky Mark does say I have not lived. Uh I have absolutely no strip club stories. I wish I didn't, Mark, but some of them are super funny.
2: Asian Joe's right above that is phenomenal.
1: Uh oh yeah, I didn't see this. Worst experience was during a bachelor party, and a dancer didn't judge her space enough, and I took a Pele kick to the side of the head with her stripper heel. Oof,
2: yeah. Ouch. That's,
1: that's no good Asian Joe.
2: How'd you get a concussion at the strip club? Well
1: Well, I was sitting next to the stage. Play, like, and the girl kick. didn't know where I was.
2: Yeah, it was. Well.
1: I looked left, she kicked right. That's it. Well, guys, should we talk some wrestling?
2: Sure, we got a lot. Because we got predictions.
1: We do, we and I mean, wrestling. we're not we're not picking for anything, but we're definitely gonna run down the card for double or nothing after the break. Uh, we're, we're, we're talk picking
2: about, for kicks.
1: That we're Picking for kicking picks to the side of the head with a with a stripper a heel. A stripper heel. Ooh. Um and
2: we know you got stripper heels in the closet.
1: I d- oh believe it or not, I don't. No. I don't.
2: You used <laughs> to, but with the weight loss, now they don't fit. I got No,
1: my feet shrunk. Um so we're gonna talk about the go home show tonight, obviously. Uh but first we should probably, even though we're not like a new Japan heavy show, we should probably just talk about the new Japan resurgence real quick. <sighs> We should because it featured a lot of AEW talent. So I'm very much
2: on a New Japan high in general right now.
1: Well, we're gonna run through the card, uh, and and truth be told, I did not see this show, um, it was really but I, good. that's what I hear from everybody I've heard who watched the show. They said you should take the time to go watch it, especially the ladies' matches,
2: especially when you have <clears throat> Matt's login.
1: Yeah, I'll have to <laughs> get that again. <laughs> Uh, but there was a lot of AC, AEW. I don't know why I want to say ACW. AEW talent on all the Championship card.
3: wrestling talent was there. That's
1: right. Uh <laughs> so we had the DKC defeat Bateman in the pre-show. Um Alex Coughlin defeated Christopher Daniels in the pre-show. Uh Barbaro uh Cavernario and Virus defeated Zach Saber Jr. and bad dude Tito when Cavanario made Tito tap out.
3: Figure Zach Saber Jr. can't win.
2: How dare you, sir?
1: That is a that is I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm right on a big ZSJ kick right
2: now. I
1: know. I know. I've seen. Uh Mercedes Monet defeated Stephanie Vacker uh via pinfall. So good. Uh that was the uh, the first ladies' match of the night. Willow Nightingale defeated Momo Kogo via pinfall. Um, to move on to the New Japan Strong Women's Championship uh, match against uh, Mercedes Monet that was coming up later in the evening. Monday. Juice Robinson defeated Fred Rosser in a street fight via pinfall after Tony Storm um, hit Rosser with a stop sign-assisted hip attack <clears throat> and a DDT onto a steel chair. Rosser also planted one on Tony during that match.
2: Yeah, and then she hit him in the balls after. That's
1: right. That's right. She cut him down the
2: size. It is um, fun, I'll just say, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. he's like pretty openly gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> they like leaned into that in the single, which kind of makes it all the more fun.
1: <laughs> Gotta yeah, be the Gambag.
2: Gambag City. Gambag right. City.
1: Ju- uh, Kenta defeated Hikuleo via Countout, becoming the new New Japan Strong Champion.
2: It's because his GTS is secondary to CM Punk's. I mean, had to do it with the count out.
1: All right. I guess you're right. We did run down Kenta's whole move set and it was all <laughs> stolen when we saw him live. Moxley, Yuta and Shota Umino defeated Okada, Tom, uh, Big Tom Ishii, and Rocky Romero via pinfall. Will Ospreay defeated uh, Tanahashi via pinfall after an os cutter, a hidden blade and a Stormbreaker to advance to the IWGP United States Championship. Number one contenders tournament. I believe next up he has um, the Murderhawk, right? Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Everybody dies.
1: But it does clear the road for the possibility of Osprey Omega. So if you ask me, two. as much as I love, that's right, two Electric Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> as much Electric as I do love the Murderhawk Lance Archer, um, that ain't happening. It's going to be Osprey Omega Two, electric boogaloo and in the main event and perhaps mm, one of the biggest changes to finish you could get Willow Nightingale defeats Mercedes Monet via pinfall after a powerbomb becoming the first ever New Japan strong women's champion after the match was over Mercedes was carried to the back. A lot of people weren't sure really what happened. She was clearly injured. I believe it's a broken ankle, right? Uh, so that would explain a changed finish. Yeah. Um, But you know what? I'm going to take that as a personal win in my column because one of my ladies, as opposed to Mrs. Money's gentleman,
3: has reached
2: ah, the peak of the mountain. Okay. I like it. I like it. I
3: am liking the idea of a rivalry in your house. Of Ants Ladies versus Mrs. Money's gentleman and who's being more successful at the moment. I'm so smitten
1: that, that Willow took that championship home. So um so that was the show. Uh, and Kate, you watched it, right? Like you saw it. I did. Yeah, I saw most it? of it, yeah. Okay. And and really good. Yeah, the truth is it was a really good show, right?
2: Oh, it was fantastic. Um I know I've been like simping over Z S J all week, but uh tr- like he really is. I, I do hope we get that Danielson match because he's he's just unbelievable. Um and he was in the ring with vi is it virus or vir virus? I feel like there's an extra I in there. I but don't know. Um, I,
1: I think I just said virus.
2: It, is Tyrus just the like virus just like some no. really <laughs> some really, really, really solid work there. Um but the the women stole the show and I, I kind of said on Twitter like Man, if you had said even two years ago, we'd be getting Ben Sasha Banks versus Willow Nightingale for a New Japan strong women's title. Like That's wild, yeah. Just New Japan's secondary brand having a women's title. Never mind those two being in it. Um, Stephanie Vacure is really, really good. That match with Mercedes was my favorite that I've seen of Mercedes in kind of her post-WWE era. Um and Momo versus Willow was, was great too. But I, I just didn't know that much about Stephanie Bacura. I'd seen clips and stuff online mm-hmm. and I think I saw one other match. I forget who, but she was really impressive. And um, I, I think debuting with Mercedes is kind of cheating or like not if the first match I see with you is with Mercedes, that's a little bit cheating too. But she, she stood out a lot. Like she, she gained a lot with that loss in the tournament Mm -hmm. and man it's such a shame because willow and mercedes was shaping up to be a match that was like a sight to see like a women's match that we would be talking about for a long time i think like um i feel like i I have very few complaints about willow and none of them are actually willow but sometimes i think we get in the trap of like oh my god willow is so fun oh my god ian's wrapping her theme um oh my god now it's no more mrs nice willow And then straps down, finish. Oh my God, everyone loves Willow. Like sometimes her matches get agented very similarly, usually because there's not a ton of time. This match was just different. Like with Mercedes character and how confident and cocky she is when she comes out and Willow just in the beginning, like superplexing in the corner. And I mean, Mercedes was bumping her ass off for Willow and mm-hmm. even the spot that she broke her ankle on, you see her come down. It was supposed to be a sunset. You see her falling to what would eventually be her broken ankle. And she even managed to hit Willow's head on the post. So it looked like it was almost intentional. <laughs> like right. She saved the spot. And then just kudos to her for getting back in the ring and... um hysterically like willow hit her with the power bomb which was supposed to be the the audible that they called but new japan refs won't call anything that is
4: right <laughs> but, it's not it's so supposed they to didn't happen call yeah. the
2: audible and they were yeah. like oh my god we have to do another spot um so they did i i just i can't imagine having a broken ankle and then getting back up to take more bumps from from willow even more than she was but uh it just felt like the most holy shit, Willow has arrived moment since she's probably been on television. Like it it really, oh God, it was heading somewhere so special. Like the, the pounce that Willow did, Mercedes got herself like, she heaved herself across the ring with it and then caught herself up in the ropes. Like just so good. I feel like Mercedes is, so good at execution but what she does cerebrally to make her opponents look good is is just an incredible in-ring strength of hers um and how she as a smaller competitor can work with women who are bigger than her like the kind of the complaints that we have about Riho she's the opposite like she's so so good and it's such a shame because that match was getting to be something really really special but um Two professionals. And then Willow gave a great promo after, like considering she wasn't supposed to win, that could catch a lot of people off guard. But um, she called Mercedes one of the most, I think the most prolific female talent of the generation. And um, you would have thought it was a planned ending, but it, it uh, it's a shame it got cut short, but a really, really, no pun intended, strong night for New Japan. Just awesome to see them cooking after what the pandemic kind of did to level their product a little bit.
1: That pun was 100% intended. Don't pretend. Um, I'm not a
2: coward. I intend my puns. No.
1: Well, from all that I've read, uh, it, it seems like a great show. I do want to see it. I'll have to get the login and find the time to mm. to watch it. Um, Plus, Eddie
2: Kingston showed up.
4: <clears throat> yeah. Uh,
1: I guess this hernia is okay. But Matt's is not, I guess. Um, well there was an episode of rampage this week. I don't know when it was on. I don't know the day it was on
2: 530 Friday.
1: Well, there you go. Um, we'll run through the results cause that's what we do. Uh, Blackpool combat club defeated the best amigos in a, uh, trios match. Uh, Kyle Fletcher cut a promo and orange Cassidy setting up his championship match, uh, tonight. So we'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, Jade defeated Danny B. And then um, there was another challenge immediately. And Jade Cargill defeated Genesis. Genesis is uh, what's her genocide face, right? genocide. Yeah, they just, Sorry, Jericho Sorry. got
2: her name wrong. No, Jericho got her name wrong.
1: <laughs> no, I know. I know. Uh, but then I even did it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm looking at Wait, what?
1: this genocide. I said Genesis.
2: Well, Aggregates picked it up wrong too. That's what was funny. Like people oh, that were no, writing I... about the show put it wrong.
1: Jade defeated Genocide. Um and then um they wanted another person to get her to 60 and O, but Taya Valkyrie came out uh and uh we're going to get our match uh at double or nothing. So we'll talk about that. Uh, daddy asked claimed acclaimed defeated the varsity athletes. No shock there. My person wins a championship. Somebody else's is a loser on Friday night. <laughs> um, there is a so Q- down TV. in the rankings, baby. That's right. Um, there's a QTV segment where the real story uh, for Hobbs begins on June 17th. Uh, interview with brother Zay and the Hardee's. Uh Jericho cut a promo on Cole. Uh, Mark Henry says it's time for the main event, and we get Dustin Rhodes versus Bishop Khan. And Rhodes defeats Khan. And then afterwards, Brian Cage attacks Dustin. And Swerve makes an appearance. And yada yada yada. Keith Lee. Guys, basically, I just um I just don't even know why Friday nights exist anymore. Um I know. Like, we've yeah. talked about it, like, you know, they've clearly got it. So it's like they're going to put it out on TV and all that kind of stuff. But like, maybe things will become a little different when collision starts. But right now it's hot
3: trash.
2: No, nah, it's going to be a C show at that point.
3: Um... Yeah, I don't think it's hot trash. I just think it's you just got to appreciate what it is. It's Sunday night heat. It's Saturday, you know, Saturday morning main event that they used to have. It's, it's all that. It's a third show that's meant to just have some stuff on it that just, if you want to watch it, it's there. And for um, TNT, it's a show they can shift around to get a couple hundred thousand live viewers for some extra ad revenue. But realistically, it's never, like, almost as soon as it was created, it lost the hype of being a legitimate second show.
1: Well, see, the problem for me... The reason I think it's garbage is because they keep fucking moving it. They, they,
2: well, they have to because of the sports, right? I now. understand. Like,
1: I, I understand. But like, you can't do five one night and then move it to six 30 Saturday the next week. Like you got to find a way to be consistent okay, okay, in some way.
3: I, I agree with that. Except for, and if I call, if we were back in 1997, 96, 97, we'll go WCW. And we were Nitro fans, and that was on. And this was Saturday night, um, WCW Saturday night. They shifted. Most of the time was 605, but that got shifted a lot. No one ever cared because you knew what that show was. The problem here is for a while, this show was, when it was first introduced, the show was supposed to be like a second show, a third great hour of wrestling, and pretty quickly it fell into the Saturday night stuff, which is fine. You just have to kind of be like, that's what this show is.
1: But I also have a problem because they have essentially two more than two networks that you can move it to to keep it on at the same time to at least be consistent with that. But they just they want to keep it on TNT. I get it. It just makes it so difficult to try to even figure it out in, in periods like this. Like they just they have the basketball. Fine. They also have the hockey. Okay, You know, like. March Madness is always a problem. It's just it's just too hard to continue. I mean, and I, again, we've got DVR and everything like that now, so at least you you don't have to necessarily worry, unless you run into a situation like they've had with the NCAA, where games go into overtime. It's scheduled to start at you know midnight, and it doesn't go on till twelve thirty, and your DVR misses half the show. But like, it's just. It, it's well, the my fact thing that- is, it it's, mm-hmm.
2: it was inconsequential before that is is the bigger issue to me. Like before they started moving it around, it was starting to feel really unimportant, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like that—that's kind of the bummer to me. Is this is the show that Punk debuted on? This is the show that Daniel said Moxley got set up on. This is this used to be like a show that that had consequences. And I probably root for it a little bit harder because I'm someone that starts a review at 1110 at night instead of 1010 at night because of the show.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
2: um I would like for it to mean something so I can say something other than good in ring, but not a lot going on story wise. Well, that's going to um,
3: stop for you, though.
2: That'll that'll stop once collision starts. But my point being that, like, um I think what happened was they realized there's just a cap on how many people are going to tune in at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday, um, regardless of, I, I mean, with the exception of a punk debut. Um, it just didn't seem to matter if they put consequential programming on there or not. The ratings were going to be what they were. So they were like, well, we're not going to load it up that way then. Um, but it, it is a bummer because they had Keith Lee return there. They had Taya Valkyrie build out her whole angle on 5.30 p.m., eastern rampages or whatever yeah. uh and, and nobody's seeing it so it, it's kind of damned if you do damned if you don't if you want ratings to go up you have to put things that are consequential on it if you do that then nobody's watching the consequential programming so it's a it's a bit of a catch-22 i think once collision happens we will move kind of more officially into that sunday night heat thing but if they're admitting that too they might take it out of that 10 o'clock slot and just say. throw throw it on Sundays for an hour or whatever. Like they might be less beholden to being like, we're going to capitalize on SmackDown's viewers. If they're kind of just like, yeah, this is a C show. It's going to be an hour of good wrestling matches and not much more. They, they might feel more flexible because they're not trying to, to grab anything from any other program or worry about who they're going head to head with.
1: I mean, I'd almost rather them after Saturday night start, I'd almost rather them just, do something like it's just going to be a night of matches. You know what I mean? Like we're just going to put people on TV. Maybe there's not too much story involved. See if they were still utilizing a ranking system, they could even make it something like this is just battle battling for ranking sake. You know what I mean? Like to do something like that, but it's just, you know, it
2: would know be cool. Would be cool. Is if instead of on TV, it was on YouTube and it was used mostly to highlight independent talent. Like on Mondays and Tuesdays,
1: almost like dark, like the dark matches that they would have at a live show.
2: A hundred percent, what I'm getting at. A hundred percent. Ryan was, seems guys, to like this idea. Guys,
3: I love this idea. <laughs> that would fail so big.
2: Um, no, we, I think
3: it would get several hundred thousand viewers per show per week.
2: Mm, only fucking nerds are going to watch that on a weekly. basis. that's
3: okay. Yeah. We want to go. You anybody's to be this tweeting is about? That? Brilliant.
2: All right, fine. You know what? It was a brilliant idea that I just completely thought of right now out of the blue uh, from my original brain.
1: It'll never happen. It'll never work. No, never.
2: (laughs) Ryan with the cell over there.
1: Yeah. So Rampage was what it was. Um, You know, a lot of it's just honestly setting up for tonight. And we're going to talk about that coming up here momentarily. Um, but before we get there, why don't yes. we why don't we take a little break? Why don't we, we a little break ski? Take a tiny break ski. We can um recharge, refuel, uh, you know, have a pee, have a drink, not at the same time and not drinking the pee. Gross. Um well, you can pee, but you can pee while you drink. I don't know. It seems like it would be
3: a never ending stream. You don't want that. Right next door. Well, no. I mean, just because you drink it doesn't mean it automatically comes out. It's got to process first. Yeah, I I know, Ryan. I know how the human body works. You seem confused, and I was just straightening it out for you. Oh, they, oh
1: now I'm confused. Oh, I don't know how anything works.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You thought that as you drink, it comes right out. That's not
1: how that I
2: works. I hope clips just Ant doing that. Oh, ah, I don't know how
1: anything works. Where am I? What is going on? Uh, all right, so why don't we uh, take a break here? We'll listen to approximately seven and a half minutes of commercials. A few Eight by of which
2: are Kevin Rogue. <laughs> it's
1: Kevin Rogue.
2: Eight of the seven and a half minutes are Kevin Rogue.
1: Oh, uh, and we'll uh, we'll be right back to talk about Dynamite's Go Home Show to Double or Nothing. We'll talk about the card and a couple other things happening in the world of AEW. Right after this
0: to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to the Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com Do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, Merch.ShiningWizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling T-Store where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Wizards where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. If you can't support us monetarily, if you don't shop at Amazon, that's absolutely fine. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web, and make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Doesn't cost you anything, helps us out, and we can continue to bring you the love fest that
5: If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron... For the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal, here on the Shining Wizards Network.
4: Well, the action is underway!
5: What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada if we're not recording another kick-ass podcast
0: or playing in punk fans.
5: or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums then we're sitting back we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling because we're from winnipeg you idiots
2: the mark order podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything aew on the shining wizards network Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10:15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag joinTheMarkOrder. Because if you don't find us, we will
0: find you. I'm Kevin Rowe. I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of down under pounders that co host Rope Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old man and sometimes people get on our nerves. And when you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn.
4: Get off my lawn, asshole!
0: We also go on a little bit of a mission. Go back and we're grading every wrestling figure and that's out there. I'm talking LJMs, I'm talking jacks, I'm talking Hasbro. Who doesn't like a little Hulk a plex? It's a Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast
5: production found on the Shining Wizards Network. I'm Duke Bags. Kevin Road! And together we are the co-hosts of your Duke Road. If you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows, we got you covered. Well, we talk about good ones too. We're Currently talking
0: about the death of the I know what we're fucking talking about. Sometimes we get uh, guest spots, like from the Taskmaster. I like to, uh, I like to listen to the Euro Duke and Rope podcast. They're uh, funny guys. That uh, I like when they. I like when they talk about the the, the Nards plows. I like Nard's plows. That's that's uh, a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes, sometimes I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It's Oklahoma. Let me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right, it's a podcast with two men, two men, Duke Banks, Kevin rope They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right, and who better to talk about a man's sport than Duke Oklahoma. and
5: Oklahoma. once in a while, Vince Russo Bro,
0: you piece of shit! If you're not listening to your Duke and Rome podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit, I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you got a slide one in there? If you're a man, if you're a man, you're talking about something only a man can I'm slide one in there. Bro, take the time to slide one in there. All right, bro, you piece of shit, slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network.
1: All right, we're back here on the Mark Order podcast. I've got a Gorilla Brain now. Um,
2: See
1: this? What does that say? El Certifico de Bertho.
2: Kate Elizabeth Hensler.
1: Well, you just gave something for everybody to screen cap.
2: I checked on here. There's nothing. There's nothing good. My social security is not on there or anything.
3: Hey, guys, who am I? Rooster Cogburn. I think I'm Hangman Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page
1: You do look like Hangman Adam Page, but this would be, I think, a little bit better. Yeah, I don't have that one. Well, we'll have to get you some if and when you come to Collision. Right now, I'm gonna tell everybody, Ryan, leave that there. Why don't we tell everybody? If you're watching, you can see Ryan and I have made eye patches. This is really fucking with my depth perception. This is Um, so fun.
2: Normally, I'm the weird one. Yeah, Ryan is on the show. I was gonna. And I'm usually second weird, and now I'm normal. Go
1: on. Ryan and I are wearing eye patches made out of uh, Mark Order Podcast stickers. And you can also make your own eye, uh, eye patch out of uh, Mark Order Podcast stickers by showing your support from what us. By going.
2: Kate
3: almost needed a real one.
2: No, 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 no. I fixed it. It was flimsy. Talk about the stickers. Leave me alone. I'm trying.
1: I was watching what you were doing. With your uh So first of all, if you want your stickers, why don't you go follow us on our socials at Mark Order pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Facebook, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Twitter bots, uh, all over. And you can go to uh, the link tree in our bio and you'll find a, an option there to request free stickers. So all you got to do is go click that button. Give us your full name, your full mailing address, the country you live in, and your email, just in case we have any questions about your mailing address, and we'll send you out some of these free Mark Water podcast stickers. Ryan's got version one over there. I've got version two over here. We'll send you both versions just for saying uh, I want some stickers because I love you guys, and it's free for you. It's absolutely free. We'll ship them anywhere in the world. We are international. We're in Austria, Ireland, Spain. I'm sorry, Spain, uh, <laughs> Australia, Canada, Florida. So we're all over the place. And if you would like to spend some of your, uh, some of your hard-earned dollars on us, please feel free to check out our pro wrestling T store and pick up one of our Mark Order podcast T-shirts. You could do that by visiting the link tree as well. Uh, you can also go to pro wrestling com slash Mark order pod, or just search the Mark order podcast on pro wrestling Teas. And you can pick up one of the four shirts we have in our store. Two of them are front prints. Only two of them are front and back print. Any money you spend there goes right back into this show so we can help make things better. So, uh, thank you in advance. If you, uh, are so inclined to grab a t-shirt. Well, Ladies, uh, I would like to talk about dynamite now. Nobody looked up. Nobody realized that one. So we'll keep going.
2: I heard the well, ladies.
1: Okay. Well,
3: hey, ladies.
2: Yeah.
1: Funky. Uh, all right. Let's talk about dynamite. I know. Cabbage my- is asking, where is the review? Where in the review are we at? We are getting to dynamite right now.
3: Cavage, we're an hour and 15 in. You think we've talked much wrestling yet? I mean, come on.
1: We talked about strip clubs. We talked and about
2: resurgence and yep. eye patches. That's right. And,
3: and now, because drugs are bad, okay?
1: Yes, we did talk about drugs.
2: We did talk about drugs.
3: If
1: you just want to cut back on your cocaine use, <laughs> it's possible.
2: Go to the beginning of the episode and learn how.
1: That is true. Uh all right, so we open up the show tonight with our first match, Kyle Fletcher versus Orange Cassidy versus uh sorry, versus for the AEW International Championship. So we obviously know uh that Dunkzilla's got uh got an issue uh and um, the Aussie Open.
2: Oi, uh, oi, oi.
1: Thank you. Uh had to relinquish oh their point, tag point. titles. But Fletcher's good, so he's going after this international championship. Unfortunately, cutting to the end of this match, Orange Cassidy does win. Fletcher comes up short. Uh, Cassidy wins with a cross-leg victory roll pin to retain his championship. Now, it came out shortly after this match. The uh, big piece of news tonight was that Aussie Open has uh, officially signed with uh, All Elite Wrestling. So Aussie Open is All Elite. Uh, And uh, we were talking about this before we went on the air. Uh, I didn't particularly know Aussie Open was up or looking uh, for a contract somewhere. So it's a pleasant surprise. I think it's a huge win for AEW. Aussie Open has been on AEW television and has shown you what they can do, but they will get to show people on a more regular basis here in the United States. I think it's great um, for them, but I think this match was also great, Um, you know, uh, for anybody who thinks maybe, uh, you know, outside of a tag team, uh, boy, he can go, Uh, and uh, clearly Orange Cassidy has shown he can go. He's just been doing it week over week, and now that Orange Cassidy retains, he is uh, going to defend that title at double or nothing in the, what do they call it, the black Jap. Blackjack Battle Royal. Uh, so, um, so we'll see what happens there. They haven't really. They did announce somebody for it. We're going to get to it shortly after this. But Ryan, uh, the only reason I'm doing this, Kate, is because Ryan's been struggling with his hand gestures over there. Uh, I don't know
2: what to do with. My hands. That's right. So Ryan, in order to break
1: you of that loop, why don't you tell us what you thought about this match? And that started with me go-
3: forgetting their hand gesture. I'm going to go just, out
1: on a limb here, Ryan, and say that you liked it.
5: Well,
3: I doubt that Kyle Fletcher can can dunk all that well. So I really don't appreciate the Dunkzilla nickname. I just feel like if he can dunk it all. Time, no,
2: that's his tag partner's name. Come on.
3: Oh, you said Dunkzilla. You called I said him Dunkzilla. He's hurt.
2: Dunkzilla's mm. hurt. Stop playing with your was, fingers and pay attention to your
3: at Ryan. I'm <laughs> trying to figure out how you do the thing, okay? <laughs> like that that well, is it's part not, of the reason I want.
2: Here's the church, here's the steeple, open it up, and here's the people, oh, Ryan. The people.
3: It is as
1: simple as this, Ryan. It's so
2: easy.
4: But no, simple as
1: this. I'm pretty sure it's like this. No, did, and it's a did, slight I did, I did. crossover with the index, uh, fingers, slight crossover, this. almost like the, this. the woo wings, slight crossover. Like this. What'd you think of the match, Ryan?
3: (laughs) I can know the anger. You got to see a great match. Just
2: tell us how much you liked it.
3: (laughs) So we can move on. Getting into how much I liked it. How dare you? It was a quality match between two skilled. Wrestling practitioners. There was some good technical stuff. There was some good storytelling <laughs> stuff, and a little bit in between. They
2: Did they go to medical
4: school like do wrestling <laughs> practitioners? I don't
2: know
1: what, what are I'm, we? What are we doing anymore?
4: We <laughs> never know what he's
2: doing in there.
3: <laughs> the meatloaf.
2: Fuck. Fuck. I was happy.
3: Orange Cassidy continues to put on banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger he makes Seamus look like a schmuck this is the bank king and
2: the bang
3: king he's king not really bang. a bro so I didn't want to call him a bang bro he, he's a bang king so oh, do, do we think no, he I
2: travels have to in bring a bus into this. he's great
3: yeah but I was using his, his line I
2: know
1: I don't know what you guys are talking about.
3: I know. So, and you wonder why you don't go other shows. You know what, Ryan? If somebody
1: uh, came to me uh, with uh, a request to go on to another show, I'd do my homework. I don't need to. I do my homework for this show. I watch the product. I don't
3: need to do my homework. I know this stuff.
1: That's right. I watch the show. I, you know, have some notes.
2: Ladies, ladies, ladies.
3: Hey, Ladies. Um no, it was a, it was an excellent match. I, I don't know what I've been so distracted by my
2: by your hand gestures. My
3: hand signals.
2: I love I Jesse I mean, Ozog saying I hope someone is tuning in for the first time right now as for a liquid. Um
3: I will say, wait, I do have one comment on an actual thing.
2: Finally. This is a real part of the match.
3: When Orange Cassidy knocked Fletchy off the top rope and he yeah. like hit the apron on his way out. Mm-hmm. all i could think about was his spots from new japan where he tried to do a moonsault and it just went poorly
2: oh when he went into the audience <laughs> yeah. When we were yeah and all right i could here. think about is he should just
3: never go to the top rope
2: no it's a little nerve-wracking uh i loved this opener i thought it was one of the best matches who are you for- me i'm me okay
3: i loved it what do you sound like me
2: now I can love some things. I'm just not like, oh my god, they breathed. I loved the way they breathed.
1: Ryan. <sighs> Kate can love some things, just not other people. She's incapable of loving you and me, but she loves this Have much. you
2: ever considered the fact that you're both extremely unlovable?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that hurts.
4: That's I love great
2: Dex Sabre, Jr. How we'll
4: right, about it all right. week.
1: Alright,
3: fine.
2: Marry him. Yes, tomorrow. Joe,
3: I did say Fletchy.
2: Uh sneaky strong that dude. My God, there were a couple of spots in here where uh, he was just showcasing his his strength unbelievably well. I said it before we went on air and I mentioned it the past couple times he's been on TV like I can't believe this kid is only 24. And it's not like he looks so much older than 24, but his presentation and his in ring maturity is much higher than that of a 24 year old and the reason I yeah, continue like to bring it up is at least. the reason I continue to bring it up is every time I do some people are like that guy's only 24 it's it's surprising i think a lot of people felt that way about mjf um until they leaned into it super hard but just really really impressive stuff and i've said this a couple of weeks in a row too i think of Something hit different when we... I've always liked Aussie Open, but when we saw them live, like, something clicked with Kyle Fletcher that is a different energy. So if you ever get to see him live, go out of your way too. Um, But I loved the... I loved Kyle Fletcher leaning into his strength here because Orange Cassidy is so good um, at speeding up matches and hitting the gas when he needs to, usually with his character work. Um, And like the, the beach break always looks good. Like Orange Cassidy with the swinging DDT always works. So to have Kyle Fletcher just kind of annihilating him in those moments and to what Ryan was saying about these wrestling practitioners, bringing out a couple of the more technical things too, I I thought was really great. So this was just fun because there was a lot of diversity in one match itself. Huge win for AEW. They are, it does feel like really poaching from New Japan lately, but Um, I can't blame them. There's some incredible talent over there. And it is, I, I was a little suspicious because, uh, this meniscus injury is supposed to only be putting Mark Davies out for about six weeks, which makes me think maybe Forbidden Door will be in play. Like he might not be able to wrestle to the same extent, but they said six weeks or maybe even sooner, which is good because it means it's not that severe of an injury either way, but also was suspicious of, like, they don't have to relinquish two sets of titles if <laughs> if it's a six-week injury. Like, especially in New Japan, they've got 400 million titles in New Japan. Like, they can fill in the gaps without them. Uh, so I, I'm not totally surprised to hear about the signing, um, especially uh, with with five plus Select breaking news, kind of right right before this, that WWE had interest in them and AEW had interest in them. A lot of times when Sean does that, we find out very quickly after <laughs> that somebody signed, i.e. Soraya. Uh, this was a matter of like an hour, so uh, I'm glad they ended up in AEW. I think it's a good fit for for them, and I also think there's a lot of fun work they could do in ROH if they they want to put them there. But man, there's a lot of dream matches that you can put with them. And even just like FTR alone, I am hyped for it. So good stuff. Hope Mark Davies is okay in time for forbidden door.
1: We'll see forbidden door is coming up June 25th. So we're going to have to start, you know, figuring that card out after double or nothing this weekend. Back to the show tonight. Ricky Starks is interviewed backstage by the lovely Renee Piquette. And he says he was in total control last week and every week is the same and he's sick of it. So he's going to take the matters into his own hands and he has nothing to lose anymore. So he's refocusing his energy on winning the international championship on Sunday. He will be the second person to enter that match. However, he is, you know, on his way out and then he gets attacked by one rock hard Juice Robinson. But Kate... I believe that uh, there was another attacker. Is that true?
2: Another attacker?
1: Yeah, it was Rock Hard Juice Robinson attacked.
2: Oh, Ricky I understand. Stark. I think you were the person that you're thinking of is Switchblade Jay Lethal.
1: What? No, no. you did it again. Are you serious? That wasn't that wasn't a joke, Kate.
2: No, no, no. I think it was Switchblade.
1: Finish oh my name. god.
2: <laughs> Why do I always do that?
3: She did that the <laughs> other day too, and she keeps calling Jay White Jay Lethal and it's cracking no. me up. Ryan,
1: it is because she loves Jay Lethal. It's true. And um uh, Jeff Jarrett. Double J Jeff Jarrett. Greatest uh, so tag team so of all
2: time. Look, you so, can yeah. have your heart foundations. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can have your rock and roll express. Mm-hmm. You can have Yarn and Tullys, mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. We're
3: gonna we talk go about, all about your Godwins,
2: the goats.
1: We're we're gonna talk about it. Well, Rock Hard Juice Robinson attacks, and then the Switchblade Jay White White uh, goes to make the attack as well. Ricky's Wait, I quickly have a question. over. Yes.
2: Why did they announce the Battle royal last week if they were going to have an international title defense this week? It totally tipped the hand. I mean, we knew Orange Cassidy was going with it anyway, but, like, why didn't they just announce it this week? Because I know they did the, like, whoever holds the title, but, like, they should have just announced it tonight.
1: Well, I mean, listen, I I mean, I get it, but I think they rounded out the whole card pretty much last week, so they just did it. But yeah, I mean, in any case, my guess is it wouldn't matter if he lost tonight. He'd be in the match, so he could have he could win it back. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been a quick, quick hit. But anyway, uh, Ricky's overwhelmed by uh, Bullet Club Gold and. um. They grab uh, some arm bars on him and tell Ricky that uh, they're not done with him yet. They're going to keep making his life a living hell. And then we get the rest of the show hyped up. So here's my only question. So we only know right now that it's going to be Orange Cassidy and Ricky Starks. I would have to assume that Juice and Switchblade are probably going to be in this match. They've got 21 slots to fill. So we already know two, we're assuming four, who the hell is going to be the rest of the 17 on the card. Any thoughts? I have one, but he'll be the first man out.
2: It'll be Tony Nese. Tony Nese, <laughs> one of the many losers of Mrs. Money's uh, <clears throat> stable of fellas.
1: Hey, you said it, not me.
2: Miro for sure were. No, I don't think Miro. Come on. You don't think Miro?
3: I don't think they I don't think he's going to win it. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win it, so I don't think he's in it.
1: Hey, that rhymed. You got to be in it to win it.
2: I think he's going to be in it. I think that'll be like the big title that moves to collision. Because I don't understand why you do a battle royal to have Orange Cassidy retained. And I don't know who you have to take it off of him. So I'm going to say Miro's in it. I bet Hobbs is in it. I bet Lance Archer's in it. I bet who else is kicking around? What you about international talent?
3: What about Andrade?
2: Andrade would be in it. if I, I feel like Andrade or Miro being in it. One of those two should win it. Like it feels like if Orange Cassidy's going to be in this, he's probably going to drop it because there's a hundred dudes in it, and um. I feel like that's a really good thing to kick off like momentum going into Collision. So I love the idea of Andrade being in it. Roosh will be in it. Um, Darius forever. Martin will be in it. You know what I mean? Like people that are kind of just like floating around, I think.
1: If Andrade is in it and so is Roosh, that could set up some some interesting stories too moving forward with Collision.
4: For sure.
3: Will
1: they okay, collide?
2: Grayson will be in it.
1: Any any chance that somebody from comes from the forbidden door comes through the forbidden door? Excuse me.
2: Oh, Okada. I don't think this is where Okada shows up. <laughs> Okada showing up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like um, like a Clark Connors or someone like someone in that level, Gabriel Kid, like uh, someone that could have a really fun showing, but doesn't necessarily have a lot to to gain or lose in New Japan right now. I'm not up on my super juniors, but
3: Speedball uh, Mike Belly.
2: Speedball would be a fun one. Did he just win his block? Or he was in the finals for his block, I think. I don't know. I don't there, know. I think it's definitely possible. I don't think it's probably like one of the landmark names, but you could have someone win it from New Japan as like a nice upset, and then they face Orange Cassidy at forbidden door that's like a really easy thing to set up and then michael spots a lot so Corey michael
1: says kenta maybe
2: kenta in the spot feels i I can't explain why it just feels weird
1: i mean he
3: just steals
1: other move sets so he could just do it he starts fighting with his
3: hands in his pockets
2: (laughs) oh the kenta punch cool
3: yeah yeah, I mean the thing breaker. is, Corey's. I best the Super Junior's is just still going on, correct?
2: Uh yes, it is.
3: So yeah, you're not going to get Connors and Bailey, considering they're both still in it. I doubt they'd pull them from Japan for a one-off.
1: Risk them getting
3: hurt. Yeah.
1: Well, it should be interesting either way. We're assuming we know four. They've got seventeen more to fill in. So. Yeehaw. We'll see. Uh all right, we get a promo from Jungle Boy Jack Perry coming back talking about driving home from last year's double or nothing with Christian Cage not knowing uh he was going to get uh turned on. Uh and every time he makes the drive it's Christian Cage turns weird.
3: me on.
2: Whoa well, I was just gonna say if you don't know that Christian Cage is turned you on, you're not paying attention to Gabs Christian
4: Cage. <laughs>
1: But every time the jungle man makes that drive, it's a little different. Every time he's a little closer to the man he wants to be and to living the life he wants to live. And Monday morning when he drives back home, he's going to do it as the world champion. So the jungle man is feeling really confident in what he's going to do at Double or Nothing. We're going to talk about Double or Nothing coming up here at the end.
2: Did you know his dad died?
1: No, he did.
2: Yeah. Sad. Wait. Wait. Jason don't Priestley really like died, up,
1: but <laughs> Jason Priestley.
2: Yes. really? Yeah.
1: No, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, not Jason Priestley. Ian Ziering.
3: <laughs> it, yeah, it was an accident on Sharknado set. Sorry. Sad. They brought in a real shark.
1: A real shark? No, I th- you're, you're mistaking that with the Meg 2.
3: Nah, I want to see the, the too. Meg I'm not too. even going to be ashamed of it.
1: Ryan, let's meet Midway on the Parkway.
3: I'm in. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. FTR makes their entrance and they get on the mic. Wheeler says it's easy to call Jeff, uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett carny trash who politic their way to get where they are. But the fact is they've been a step ahead because they're smart and he won't take that away from him. They've been good and they've been lucky, but a double or nothing, their luck runs out. And Dax says Jeff's broken a million guitars and can't stay relevant. So he's attacked. He's attached, excuse me, his name to the greatest team in the world today. And he can't blame him. He'd probably do the same. But if you think the top uh, of the tag team division is going to be a couple of rejects from TNA, it ain't going to happen. And after double or nothing, he says he can call the queen of the mountain and make sure you have a jo- You have some job security. And he doesn't mean that bitch wife, Karen
2: Jarrett.
1: <laughs> he means dick sick harder. So top guys are out. But before they could get out, Mark Briscoe enters the fray. And Cash tells him he has every reason to be mad and asks him not to let Lethal and Jarrett make him look stupid. Last year, they went to hell and back three times with him and his brother. And this year, they'll go to hell and back for him. Mark says they're blood brothers for life. But he asked Dax what the pile driver was all about. And Dax says he didn't mean it and and apologizes and asks him to shake his hand like a man. Briscoe slaps his hand away. And Dax won't be disrespected and demands he shakes his hand. Code of Honor, baby. Well, Code of Honor not adhered to. Mark slaps him across the fucking face and that's when things get a little heated. So Mark goes to leave, but the heels are making their way out to ringside. Mark shoves through Karen Jarrett. He slaps Jeff Jarrett across the face. Uh, he also, I think shoved uh, Sanjay Dutt at some point point. and um, he gets in Jay lethal's face and says he doesn't care about these clowns. Jay is his boy, but he's getting tired of this shit. He shoves him to the side and leaves. interesting wrinkles to this story. Um, It's something that's sort of like, you know, could be sort of a throwaway thing. But I like this wrinkle with Mark Briscoe being the, uh, you know, the special guest referee for those who don't remember uh, at Double or Nothing. Um, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with this because it was sort of quick and it's just getting us to Sunday. You know what I mean? Um, I also like the name drop of TNA. And I like the name drop of Dixie Carter, particularly just because we've seen it in other places. They, like, can't say the other names. They, like, make they these. now, al- but. But historically. <laughs> yeah, they
4: don't know They all.
1: would never say TNA or Dixie Carter. Like, it was all these alluded to statements. Sure. So it still pops me when you hear a name like Dixie Carter on the other guy's television. You're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit.
3: Plus, her name has Dick in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> any any issues anything uh, anybody wants to bring up about this
2: uh it's about time someone was digging into stupid jeff jarrett and his dumb guitars my only thing is ftr is not the one that made jeff jarrett relevant again effie he did we all know that uh but this was good i i just week over week, it gets more frustrating of just like who the hell is on the ROH roster and who is not because Mark Briscoe is still saying like, Hey, the TV title is still my destiny, even though I didn't win it and probably should have, um, from Samojo who isn't really around. <laughs> uh, and now he's like in a prominent storyline regarding the tag picture in AEW. So that, that's just getting increasing, increasingly frustrating as someone who's watching both products and seeing the ROH champion being the most prominent storyline at AEW and the TV champion being a marquee talent for collision and the six-man champions being a mogul affiliate's like I I'm sure that'll clear out once collision has a roster, Dynamite has a roster. I'm sure ROH will shape up, but it just, I was like, oh, after the pay-per-view, it'll clear up. And that was like eight weeks ago at this point. So right. uh, I, and it just feels like Mark belongs there. So if he's not there, um, they should clarify that. But for the story, it makes sense. I thought Mark Briscoe did a good job with the segment. And it is a fun little wrinkle to add in there. And I, I thought he did a good job towing the line between um, both teams. Like he has love, and obviously, for FTR, but he has a lot of love for Jay Lethal as well. And all their time in Ring of Honor together. So I thought, and I don't mean Switchblade J lethal. I mean actual Jay lethal. I got so, it. Um, so, just Ryan making more hand gestures over there.
3: You said he had love and I was showing love.
1: Nobody. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oink,
3: oink, oink. That Hopefully. was a pig?
4: Yeah,
3: whatever. I do what I do.
1: Anything to add, Schlong, or you're good?
3: Uh, They've changed the way I thought the story so was supposed funny. to go, which was going to be Mark Briscoe turning on FTR. Um, because that was how they're saying now Mark Briscoe turns on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal like he is with FTR the whole time. That's how I think they go with it now.
1: Well That's we're gonna we're, so good. we're gonna talk about it as we get to the match card for Sunday after Dynamite. I don't
2: but know we, why I made Ryan from Teen Girl Squad when I did that. Yeah. So good.
1: Uh, we go back again to the goddess Renee Paquette talking to Sammy Guevara. And she says that MJF wanted her to let him know that the offer still stands. If he lays down and takes the pin, he will get his big fat check. But Sammy says it's a lot of money. He will not lay down for Max, uh, Max on Sunday. He's not for sale his whole life. People have tried to buy him out of his dreams Bosses have tried to promote him and take away his wrestling time, and he told them to shove their offers up their ass, and he's made a a as a professional wrestler, and he's the man who's going to take the world title home.
3: So again, hold on the
1: range. Building up to the main event on Sunday night. We'll talk about it. We'll talk.
3: I want to point something out that I forgot to point out earlier. Okay. Renee somehow managed to wear Mom jeans and leather pants at the same time, and I think we need to appreciate that.
2: She's just a goddess. She's a she goddess is. among women.
3: She's an angel.
2: <clears throat> she is an angel.
1: Guys, we get the House of Black versus A.R. Fox, Blake Christian, <laughs> and, and Metalik in a a an AEW World Trios Championship Open House match. I still like this format. Uh, I like the lighting. I like the whole presentation of it. They did make mention of the rules again, so the no rope breaks, countouts are enforced, and the special rule of tonight, which I thought was a lot of fun for a good period of this match, was one in, one out. So you didn't need to tag in and out of this match, almost tornado style. Um, like some
3: old school lucha
2: rules.
1: Yeah, or ECW. I mean, actually ECW. Oh, I'm sorry. WWE C W. My apologies. Okay. I saw the looks. I saw the looks. I'm sorry. I just
2: hadn't heard that abbreviation before.
1: Sorry. Uh, we need to keep the WWE in.
2: Some respect of the name right. of
4: WWE
1: CW. <laughs> Um cutting to the end of this match. I don't think it's a shock to anybody, but the House of Black wins by submission with the inverted clover leak from a uh, clover leaf from Buddy Matthews on AR Fox to retain the championships. Uh, that whole segment at the end, uh, buddy gets, uh, AR in that inverted cloverleaf. Uh, Malachi gets Metalik in a knee bar and then Brody King just with that, uh, chokehold, uh, where he hangs Blake Christian off the edge of the, uh, apron, just a good look. They dominated down the stretch. So, uh, I liked it. I mean, it was an entertaining match. AR Fox is awesome. Uh, Blake Christian's awesome. Buddy Matthews is fucking awesome. Everybody in this match is awesome, but like standouts to me tonight because we know what so many of these guys can do for me, honestly, standouts were the AR Fox stuff. He's always amazing. Blake Christian. We don't see him a lot, just great. And then, uh, buddy Matthews just continuing to show that he was a steal for them. Uh, just a a great all around wrestler. I like this match. I didn't have a problem. Uh, Kate, what'd you think?
2: So this was another one uh, that I was kind of just like, oh, cool. A collection of ROH people (laughs) shoved across the ring from some AEW people. Um, Which is like, it's a go home. It's fine. I I thought the match itself was fantastic. I love the lighting for this. Like, I I think the atmosphere that they create around these matches is super fun. Um, Bud Matthews really having these kind of breakout performances is really cool to see. Him and Rhea Ripley using the same finisher at different companies is just adorable. I love that.
4: What is Uh, love?
2: That's romance right there. You know,
1: some people would ask, what's love got to do with it? I mean. Well,
2: with this finisher?
1: What's love, but a secondhand emotion. That's all I'm going to say. What's
2: love got to do? Got to do with it. Uh, it, it, not just that they use the same finisher. They use an awesome finisher, and they both do it really well. <laughs> it looked really good. Brody always looks like he's going to murder someone at the end of the match. But to your point about AR Fox, that senton where he was taking everybody out, he was in the air just for, like, 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> like, it's such it a sick cool move.
2: <laughs> Look, he has one of the few, especially when a guy like Brody King's involved, like where I'm like yeah I feel like that would actually take someone out because the force of the gravity that you get and he the placement of it was really really good. Um, sometimes those moves look like oh my god they took out twelve people and his arm barely dusted them <laughs> and he's twelve pounds like air Foxes look like it actually took some people out today. Uh, but I I thought the I thought the match was really really great again just. Wish there was more delineation, but the, the story of these matches right now is the way that the rules are being used more than who it's against, which is fine. I just hope they get them in like a proper feud sooner rather than later.
3: For sure. Schlong, match thoughts? So first, I'm pretty sure RJ City called them Foxy Metal Christians, which I'm, I thought was a great name for that team. Um, They changed the lighting slightly, I think, right? They had more of like... um different type of lights in the background than they did last week. They did
1: add crowd lighting this week. I think last week the crowd was completely dark and the ring was sort of like that blue natural sort of ish lighting. Look,
2: wait, last this week, week it was completely what?
3: Don't you dark. do? Kate. Don't you, don't you bring more pain on me? Hold on. Moment of silence.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. This week, Shlong, you're right. They had that like, uh, <laughs> They had some some like swirling pattern. Um, it wasn't constantly moving, but there was a a patterned light on the crowd, and I didn't mind it. It looked, I thought it looked cool, and it it almost looked like it could be distracting to the people in the ring, right? So it's almost like a home team advantage because they're fucked up enough to be like okay with yeah. that.
3: So there was that. I really liked at the end when all fart Blake Christian was doing the super, listen, I can't stop myself from consistently calling him all fart. It's just too funny to me. I'm 12. But when he was doing the super kicks to to Buddy Matthews just over and over and he and Matthews just wouldn't react was such a good moment. Like it just made Buddy look like such a badass that he was just eating those as he had uh, AR Fox in the submission. So I really enjoyed that. This has been what I wanted from the House of Black and the trios. Consistent defenses makes their they feel unique because they did their own rule set. They look creepy as hell. They look unbeatable in a lot of ways. It's excellent. What I want, though, is Brody King to do his choke move on someone like Keith Lee. Let's see how that plays out. (laughs) Well, we'll wait for
1: the day, but it is a cool looking choke. Uh, So we'll see. Guys, we move on, in the Blackpool Combat Club are in the locker room. Brian Danielson lays out their immediate goals. Claudio and Wheeler Uta will win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship tonight in the main event. And then they end the Elite on Sunday. Mox says that they're the best in the world, and it's not a gimmick or... Uh, Any type of bluster fans open up their pockets and part with their money to watch the greatest sport in the world. They do the job the way it's meant to be done, and nobody does this job better than they do. It's the major leagues, and only one thing matters. Are you willing to step up to the plate and deliver when it counts? And Sunday's going to count, and they're going to deliver in a storm of violence, standing calm, ready, aim, fire, You'll see the difference between professionals and amateurs. We go to break. So uh, again, we're building the tension here to Sunday. We're building to the main event. Um, I don't necessarily have anything bad to say about this. I will say this from a fashion perspective: I like those bomber jackets. I like those bomber jackets are jackets. cool. Bomber
2: jackets are cool. My only
1: question is: is the inner lining orange? I need to see the inner lining.
2: That's a really good point.
1: I need to see it. Uh, anybody want to stop on anything there? We want to keep moving.
2: No, we can kind of save it until keep like. keep rolling, 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 rolling.
1: What? <sighs> uh, back from that wasn't a sight. You, I lost my spot. Uh, I, was say, I was
3: encouraging <laughs> us to keep going.
1: No, I know. I was trying to find my spot. Uh, MJF makes his entrance. He stops the commentary desk. And uh, takes a drink before throwing it in Shivani's face. (laughs) Walks to the rings. Spits in a fan's face. Gets on the mic. And he says that this place is supposed to be Sin City. But he looks around. It's more like Virgin Vegas. Not going to lie. That popped me.
2: Virgin Vegas was pretty good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And he feels like he wants Sammy Guevara to shove his tongue into a light socket. Darby to climb Mount Everest with his shoelaces untied. And Jack Perry to be forced into an echo chamber, and bore himself to death by speaking. But unlike us disgusting pours, he's intelligent and fully aware of how important the matchup is on Sunday. Lots of people throw the word homegrown around, and it doesn't get much more homegrown than us. Unlike some of our favorites, they didn't have the cheat code of coming from national TV already. Four years later, they've given us the best matches and moments in the history of the company, and they are AEW. However, he doesn't want to be AEW anymore, he says, to be perfectly honest. He's bored and sick of the place. He's sick of the lack of competition, sick of the lack of competency, and he's sick, most of all, of not getting the respect he deserves from the fans. And TK knows it, and he knows that Daddy's contract is coming up, facts are facts, and You think it's coincidence he's in a four-way? No, that's because TK is hitting the panic button because he desperately wants the title off of MJF. And you should be worried because he might take his ball and go home because the belt is his ball and he's earned this ball and run with it faster than anyone he can keep up. And on Sunday, you'll find out these men are supremely talented, but none of them are on the level of the devil. That's when... Darby avant-garde looking like Darby grown up <laughs> chic. It's true. Um, enters the ring and he says he's lost a lot in his life, but he's not lost his mind uh, or never lost his mind. He always uh, he's always known who he is and where he's going. But when he graduated high school, he listened to people who told him to play it safe and all that got him was a job cleaning toilets at the dollar store. But he wasn't meant to clean toilets, so he lived in his car. He he moved to Atlanta and lived in his car and started wrestling. And then AEW came along to save his sanity, letting him live the way he wants. No other company would let him skateboard with Tony Hawk or climb Mount Everest, which he is doing next year. He's not a puppet. You can't create him. And he's going to be the face of AEW. And to do that, he needs to, the world title. And he might even do it with a headlock table over. Max didn't like that. Uh, So Max does what Max does. He uh, gives a quick kick to the groin, holds up his dynamite diamond ring, loads it up, but that's when Sammy makes the save. MJF runs up the ramp. He gets cut off by Jungle Boy, and Jack Perry is able to take him down and grab the title to hold it up. So we've heard from the Pillars. We're ready for Sunday. Personally, like I said, we're going to talk about this a little at length later. (coughs) Excuse me, but... um. You know, we were talking earlier about the Wizards on Monday and old man Tony, you know, (laughs) saying, you know, uh, this doesn't make sense. We're not elevating anybody. I think they've actually done a pretty good job of elevating these guys who need to be the next people up. And if you don't take the next people and push them up, how are you elevating talent?
2: The product, old man Tony. There you go. That's what I have to say about that
1: watch the product. I didn't have a problem with any of this. Uh, I thought this was perfectly fine. We just need to sort of give a go home promo here and you know, they don't always do it at the end of their show. So they gave it to us in the middle. I was totally fine with that because we had a lot more wrestling to get to in the night. So no issues for me here. Uh, Kate, any thoughts?
2: Um, I liked, I was kind of over the MJF 2024 contract thing. I get that you're pitting competition against itself in a storyline. I liked here that he said that that was like the justification for why he's in a four-way of just like, they think I'm on my way out the door. They don't want me walking out with the title. I, I thought that was really clever heel work and a good way to weave it back in. Um, I guess my only problem with it, it's not really a problem because i I so appreciate the attempt to set up a story a different way than they've done in their four years of existence, and I think the match will be great. But it doesn't feel like any like the whole thing is that it's the four pillars, and Darby's the only one that feels like he has a shot in hell of actually walking out champion. Um, and even that, I feel like, kind of doesn't feel like a a real shot, but. I've said before, like, the Reign of Terror with Triple H was not him having a consecutive days one. You could have Darby win the Four Pillars match and then MJF saying fight me one-on-one and win it back. Like, you you could certainly tell that story. Um, if you wanted to send Sting off, you could have Darby have the title and Sting fight for it and lose. Uh, but I guess I, I just feel for Sammy Guevara in this because it feels like this didn't do anything for him. And Jungle Boy definitely seems like he's headed for a heel turn, but this didn't really help him all that much. I feel like Max has done a really good job with this story. Like, I feel like all of his promos that were meant to put over other people, he did pretty well. I thought tonight's was good. Um, If I have the card going, and I don't love this idea because I feel like the championship match should close the show. I'm thinking Anarchy in the Arena closes the show, even just for the pure destruction of what they might do to the literal ring. Like, they might be tearing stuff up, there might be destruction of the actual ring itself, which is a good justification for it going on last. But if you ask me what the hottest story in AEW is that should be in the main event slot, the fact that it's not the title picture and it is your four pillars of the company doesn't feel great. Um, but that's all kind of nitpicking. Like I'm excited for the match. I think it's a cool story that they've set up. I think the promo work that's been involved has left something to be desired outside of MJF. And I think it's good that we saw this side of Darby and got away from Darby avant-garde a little bit, but, um, that's just kind of more what I thought of the story than, than the segment. I thought, I thought Max did a really good job with it, especially.
1: Shlong, anything you want to add here?
3: Can't sleep because my head's on fire. <laughs> it's all I can think of whenever he comes down. I just hear the song. Um, For like, even when he starts talking, I'm just doing the song in my head again for whatever reason. I mean, I do actually get annoyed at the contract talk at 24, not because for any like cheesy reason, just it gets redundant. To be like, like Nick Kate said it was a good call on this point to be like, to actually weave it into the story made a lot of sense. But I just he goes to that well a lot and it gets a little redundant of like lay off on that one. Like we get it, but you, you can only go to that so many times before I stop caring about it. But that's a very minor nitpick. I'm okay that this isn't the the hottest story in the company, even though it's for the belt, because sometimes that happens that there's just better stories being told elsewhere, and you're even if it's for the belt, it just can't. Compare and I don't think I don't know what championship story you could have told that would be better than the elite versus the, the BBC, um, because yeah, yeah BBC. I said it yeah I said it Big Boys Collection. Okay,
4: think
2: that's not what that you know what sure
3: British Broadcasting. Yep,
2: nailed it company.
3: You meant BBW? Um, yes. <laughs> big BC. boys wrestling. Yeah, big boys wrestling. Yeah beefy boys wrestling. Um, But I am trying to think the Sammy thing. I'm with you. They, They clearly want to turn him face, which I get. I actually don't have a problem with the attempt. It's just, this isn't the feud for it. You, you have, you had an even split of faces to heels and you've turned that and you did it in a really weird, awkward way where like Sammy was heel for a bunch of this and for no other reason than MJF was going to screw him over, he's gone the other way, but he hasn't really taken the face steps.
2: Has Sammy Guevara in the past three months said anything that has been interesting or grabbed your attention is my thing. Like nothing has felt like it wasn't, we pulled from the bin of token promos kind of like that. Even the stuff with MJF didn't feel that way. Like I, I haven't felt like like heel and face turns need to be earned in a way. Um, and this just did not feel I just if you want I, to turn everybody Sammy tried face. to get me to give up on my dream. Like this just it feels like you asked Chat GPT to write a Sammy Guevara promo. Like it, it doesn't feel like he's there's anything authentic in his story.
3: If you want to turn Sammy face, I mean it's not easy in the sense because the crowd wants to hate him for bullshit that they have nothing to do with, which is the behind-the-scenes shit, which is just stupid. But if you want to turn him face, besides that, do it in the ring. Let him go go out because what what was getting him face when he was turning face with the inner circle was he was just their performer in the ring. He would go when the rest of them were, oh, when the rest of them were uh, struggling. So just just let him have match after match. You know, and and say that's what he's doing. He could come out and say, I'm on a redemption tour. I have, I kind of think I lost my way. I have to find myself again. And the only way I find myself is just by fight fighting anyone who comes across. And I bet you if they let him have just every week, a really good match with no weird stipulations, no weird, I bet you he starts to get fans on his side again, but Doing it with these generic promos in a feud where he's been half heel, half face. It just doesn't fit. He's better off out of this, just having, he's better off out of this away from the JAS, just doing a match after match week after week. And I bet you he builds himself up that way.
1: And I think that's probably the best thing that would come out of this. Right. And I think that would be the biggest story coming out of this because it was sort of put into his head by Tay in the middle, right? Like when he was sort of palling around with MJF and Tay was like, he's not your friend. He like, he doesn't care about you. Like it got him thinking in a different way. He also hasn't really been rocking any JAS apparel. You know what I mean? So like maybe he's, this is the distance and you hope for that. But, you know, to Kate's point, he, he hasn't said anything that's gotten me really firmly behind him. It just is the same story we've heard over and over from him. And then we, I mean, don't get me wrong. We've heard these stories from everybody. I struggled. You know, I lived out of my car. You know, I made it and I'm here. Like, generic wrestling stories you'll get from from half of the
3: people. Because who very are, few wrestlers don't struggle there. to succeed. Most have had to struggle to succeed. So it's like, yeah, you're not. Well, it, elite. Doesn't,
2: it doesn't. <laughs> I lived in my car and I do crazy shit is different than like people that I had a day job with wanted me to give up wrestling is not like a hardship that like yeah elicits a, a ton of emotion. To your point though, he the thing that he got over on is his in-ring. That is where they should focus. And it is very weird that somebody who has consistently been Jericho's henchman on and off, the face turn wouldn't come against Jericho. Like that's a that's that's a weird thing. Is like he's been under this guy's wing. Like they haven't done a. It's so easy just to do, especially with Chris Jericho. I'm sick of your shit. Like your ego takes up the entire size of this room. Your jackets, your music. You're all like, you haven't raised me to do anything. When's my time? Is like he doesn't even have very easy, 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 easy turn.
3: The best part is he doesn't even have to do that, and he could garner a a shit ton of sympathy points, which is. He stays loyal to Jericho, continues to be the like the, the buddy, and Jericho just gets jealous that Sammy's having some success. Like, have Sammy once and Sammy refuses to betray Jericho. Never says, I'm sick of your ego. Never, never does anything bad. Says, like, I am a loyal friend. I am by you 100%. And then he gets turned on because that gets you sympathy points. Like, this guy was the good guy. And you, but instead, they just took him from the JAS. And said, we'll do that with MJF. It's like, but no one believed that. Like you, you yeah. have told that story. Get him out of that. You could still do this. You can have him lose this match. You can have him then go back to the JAS after Jericho loses to, to Adam Cole. Bay Bay. And once he loses, Jericho could be all pissy because he boom. Because he, you know, Jericho. <laughs> Boom.
4: Boom.
3: Bam. Bam. Jericho's all pissy because <laughs> he lost his match to Adam Cole. And Sammy could go on like a little bit of a win streak after losing. To... Well, Jericho could run him down for losing to MJF, which starts the tension. And then Sammy can go on a little bit of a win streak week after week, and Jericho could get pissed. Like You could still tell that story.
4: Yes, I don't know. you
1: could. I-, I think where you could come out of this <clears throat> with Sammy is... Sammy doesn't win. Jericho basically is like, Hey, you know, where have you been? Like, you didn't help me. I could have, we could have used you, you know, where have you been? And Sammy's like, Hey, I had my thing I had to do, you know, like you said, and then Jericho turns on Sammy, right? He's his best friend. And then he's a snake who said sort of um, bites him in the back. You know what I mean? And Sammy would complete a face turn and they, he'd get some sympathy points from Jericho. But I mean, I don't know. It's just not that interesting to me with Sammy. I, they have to do something else, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We should just see what happens. We'll have to see what happens on Sunday. We will make our predictions momentarily, but moving out of this segment, Wardlow's uh backstage with Arn. They say Christian cage has a big mouth. He bets he can shove a ladder down it. And Arne says, you'll find out in four days. That's funny. Four days. Get it? Four horsemen? Four days? Get it? Four? Four guys? Four? Four?
3: Four? I don't get it. Four life. What's the significance no. of four in Arne Anderson? You know, the NWO. Know. Four. <laughs> life. Got it. Thank you. Because he, he feuded with them. I understand. So...
1: Moving on, we get uh, our ladies match of the night. This Lady should be a
2: tables, ladders, and glocks match. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Just a glocks match would be fun.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: Lady Frost versus Taya Valkyrie in a warm-up match for Taya. Um, during the match, uh, Jade uh, is out to watch ringside sort of keep you know her eye on um, on Teya. Teya winds up winning by pinfall with the road to Valhalla. I don't know. It is what it is. Um
2: Lady Frost. Lady Frost.
1: I did like seeing Lady Frost on TV because I've seen her in a gym in Rawway. Um <laughs> I'll say this. Um the
2: Queen of Murder Gymnastics, Lady Frost.
1: Yes. Um I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. I have been um I think I've been pretty transparent about the way I feel about Tay Valkyrie. i haven't been a big fan of her work in the ring. I thought she was doing some really good work in the ring prior to not really good, but she was doing better work in the ring prior to coming into AEW. And I'm not going to lie. The stuff I've seen her do in AEW, I have been less than impressed. Um, I think the values in her name, but like tonight I did not enjoy this match. And I think lady frost was trying hard. Um, but, I'm just back to Taya being like everything she does looks timed out and choreographed and, you know, like again, you could sort of see her counting the steps in her head and I'm like, you shouldn't be doing, you know what I mean? Like it just seemed, she seems slow now. I don't know. Like it just, Taya's not working for me and I hope that Sunday things go better, but I don't have a lot of confidence.
2: Um, well, as per usual, I was in the bathroom during the Mm -hmm. Smash, but I...
1: (laughs) You saw the GIFs, I know. I
2: saw the GIFs. I'll say this. um, I feel like Taya is really great, but I feel like Jade is not the easiest opponent for your incoming feud, necessarily. I actually liked tonight's match a lot better than I've liked kind of some of the other stuff we saw. And I, I think it's tricky because there's a lot of wrestlers that like when they are in the ring general role aren't as great as when they are with someone who's their caliber or higher. I would say Britt Baker is transitioning out of that, but a lot of her earlier time was spent trying to um, level up against other opponents. Um, I feel like, tonight and just i've seen so much from from lady frost on ROH that has been really encouraging because she was someone that we talked about would be like a little bit too gymnastic, a little bit too telegraphed. Whatever happened from that that tour in Mexico to now, she's just hit a bliss point with her style. Like she is laying in her shit so much more um it's harder hitting, it's a little bit more logically executed Like, from whatever happened in that run to to where she's at now, she's just... She's firing on all cylinders, and it's so great to see. Because I always liked her. I thought she was great. I thought she was one of the standouts that showed up on, uh, rest in peace, A.W. Dark during the the pandemic era. She was just someone Mm -hmm. who immediately would catch your eye with her presentation, and she could go. Um, But, like, that corkscrew thing that she's doing off the, the top is so cool, and it's just all coming together where it doesn't feel almost like with Athena, how she like blended the acrobatics and now she's leaning much more into the hard hitting. Like Lady Frost is kind of somewhere in between right now and it is, it's so awesome to see. I'm so happy for her. Um happy for her as a person too. I think she would be a great addition if they wanted to, to lock her up. I hope they do. Um, but this is just I'm struggling with where this Jade title reign is. I'm struggling with it because, like, I, I don't think that this was the best use of of bringing Taya Valkyrie in. Um, but I, I do feel like Taya is someone that I, like, keep in mind where she was, right? She was in the knockouts division. That's just mm-hmm. an embarrassment of riches of who you're working with over there. It's like now when you're meant to kind of carry the match with someone who is of Jade stature and um importance, it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit of a different challenge than Deanna Peraza, Jordan Grace, <laughs> like, like all right. the women in Impact, are all pretty um pr- pretty advanced in ring wise. So uh, I-, I think that's that's part of the challenge here.
3: I liked this match.
2: No way.
3: I get what Ant's saying, but I I also feel like there's a. I, I notice it when anyone comes in and they're.
4: Noticed it.
3: Oh, you bitch. And they're in a feud with. Uh, noticed. With Jade or someone like that. The Jades matches are always a little bit rough. And then when they're in a match with someone else, there's like a need to prove themselves, which I actually think is detrimental because I think they're trying so hard to like stand out and then it works against them. But I think this was a lot of fun. Good hard hitting. Uh, Kate kind of said it. Lady Frost has a, to- a little bit different of a style now than she used to. She's incorporated some nice kicks, some nice, stronger moves. I'm more curious to see what Taya looks like away from a Jade feud. Like, when I don't think she needs to prove that she's can go and who she is and what she's doing. I actually, and to speak to Kate's point about Lady Frost's style, I think what she was doing before versus what she's doing now is something I've seen a lot of um, male and female wrestlers do for a little bit, which is they know they only have a short little bit of time. So they try to put in these awesome-looking moves because they know that's what gets attention. And then as you're more confident in that, I don't care where I'm wrestling because I can wrestle lots of places, you actually then just go out and wrestle a good style. Like you actually put it all together and it's not just her i think there's a lot who do that which is like and i saw it on dark a lot where like okay this person only has they know this is their match they're going to make sure they get in a couple cool flips and luckily the the AEW established talent were always very nice and like they let them do that they let them have their moments but i think that's where where the difference is but i'm we'll talk about predictions i still have faith in taya i think there's a lot there um also, her reps have been down, and I think she's someone who could use the reps. I think I think most wrestlers, very few, are better with less reps. And and that's most sports in general. Though I mean, just go out and play basketball; you're better when you've been shooting a whole bunch than coming out stone cold. Like especially know. when you're, you know, what are
2: five of guys deer. on the team? Yeah. Damn it, Kate.
3: You said Stone Cold, so I figured he was crushing oh, Steve Weiser's. I was going with that, but then she took a shot at my team.
1: Well, we'll see what happens. We'll talk about it momentarily. Um, guys, we get our big announcement from Tony Khan. The first location for Collision. The rumors were rumors were that it wasn't done. Uh, And that they were making alternate plans in case a deal wasn't done. Some of the rumors were Chicago or Daly's place. But TK makes the announcement tonight that on June 17th, the debut of Collision will be at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. He said it'll be a big night of wrestling. Six, five,
3: two. What? What? Wasn't that the end of the Scruff McGruff commercials? Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Take a bite out of crime. I have no idea.
2: I have no idea. I only remember Stick Stickley's address.
3: Oh, my God. That was a commercial I always remember.
2: New York City, New York State, 101, away. (laughs)
3: So, um, I think
1: it's obviously assumed that we have CM Punk in the back pocket. Now I say assumed because how big would it be if they go there and there is no appearance? It would be, oh my God, light the internet on fire. The whole thing would burn to the ground worse than a Ron DeSantis Twitter announcement that he's running for president but, I mean, it would, uh, it would be so huge if they did this to United Center and he never showed up. But um, I think it's safe to say he's showing up and uh, all will be back right with the world, I guess, of professional wrestling and we can stop with the fucking rumor fires that have been happening.
2: Hell yeah, Chicago, let's go. Get my man back at TV.
1: Ugh, I don't need it.
3: i uh, really bother that you guys don't know Scruff McGruff.
2: I know what? Scruff McGruff. I just didn't remember his Chicago zip code. Chicago, Illinois, 60652. I that think it'll be a, a lot better once CM Punk's actually on television rather than like all this pending stuff with all these bullshit rumors. Like when the guy is actually just like back in the ring wrestling, I think it's going to be a lot better because all of this like what's going on, stuff will just be done. Um,
3: yeah, right now it's bullshit but, drama.
2: Yeah, and a lot of it's manufactured. <laughs> a lot of sure, it's manufactured. Clickbait.
3: Uh,
1: they did show a collision ad, too. The first uh ad for Collision tonight, which was nice, featuring Andrade, Miro, Thunder Rosa. And was I wrong, guys? You saw the ad, right? hmm Was I wrong? Did I spot Scorpio Sky?
3: Did look like Scorpio Sky, and you weren't the only one to say that.
1: I mean, I'd be all for seeing Scorpio Sky again on television.
3: It seems like based on what has been reported by places like Fight Club and others that Nero, Andrade, Scorpio Sky would fall in this category, have been healthy, ready to go. When they saw this TV show coming, they said, we're going to hold you all until this. Which sucks because they've been off our TV, but also makes sense to be like, not only are we launching this new show. Because they can't go out and sign a ton of new talent just because there's just not that much new talent out there, this is also kind of a way to get that for your new show where it's like, look at the names coming back.
2: Yeah, you don't need new talent. You have so much that is... You've got Jay, Switchblade.
1: Wait, you did that backwards. Who? you got
2: Switchblade. lethal. Jay, what? Like, on Ah. Rampage, after like a huge debut. You know what I mean? Like they they need to alleviate some of the the time crunch for this roster. So that they definitely don't need to Scorpio Sky coming back rules. Like that that just makes me so happy for that guy. Um
3: sure. I still remember yeah. when he did that tag match. No, not the tag match, that singles match against Jericho and his one shoe came off.
2: Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. who loses a shoe? Who who loses a shoe?
3: Gordon Post
1: says, and I we didn't even think about it. Put Scorpio in the Blackjack Battle Royal. 100%.
2: Oh hell yeah, that could be fun. <clears throat>
1: he come out with it. Well, we'll see. We're com- coming up on June 7- seventh. <clears throat> uh, okay, Marvez is interviewing Hangman Adam St- uh, Adam Stage Adam Page backstage, and he says it's funny because he thinks- that's right. It's all the rage. I see what you're doing. But Hangman says he thinks it's funny because he thinks Matt, Nick, and himself used to be best friends, but he doesn't know what he ever really was with Kenny Omega, and he's not sure if it was really friends. They've been something more than that.
2: They're in love.
1: They're family. So that would be incestuous, Kate. Gross.
2: They're fast and furious. They're family.
1: Family Family sticks together no matter where life takes you. And on Sunday, they face the Blackpool Combat Club, who've taken so much from them. Hangman says he's taken my eye, Matt's arm, Nick's shoulder, Kenny's Don Callis. And on Sunday, they're going to pay in blood. So again, we're building here. Rooster Cogburn is is a surly Hangman Adam Page. It's going to be good. Anarchy in the arena. And let's not forget, too, That like Kate said, if they do destroy the ring, fine, but the finish has to come in the ring. They can go wherever they want, but it has to end in the ring.
4: That is they made that rule.
1: Yeah, they said it, they said it tonight, and that is that is how anarchy ran the first time.
3: No, it's not. They finished outside the ring? Yes, they finished when Kenny won Ingway old Sammy in that weird like stage area on the field. That was not Anarchy state in the Arena. The oh, you're right. They're all the same to me at this point. That was a stadium. Anarchy
1: need to call... in the Arena
2: was Eddie you need to call. people on fire. You state need to end. call that...
1: Gruff oh, McGruff the Crime Dog, Fred McGriff.
2: Yeah. And investigate.
3: McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652 would help me take a bite out of crime.
1: He, he says he never did any drugs. His brain is all fucked up. <laughs> Um, all right, we get Skia Bone in the ring for the contract signing. Adam Cole makes his entrance with Roddy Strong. Jericho makes his entrance with the rest of the JAS. Sands, Sammy Guevara. And Tony says that we've agreed to no physicality, and he explains the ramifications that in an unsanctioned match, um... You know, uh, basically the reason we're having a contract signing is because AEW cannot be held accountable for what happens. It's unsanctioned, but they're basically signing the fact that AEW won't be accountable.
2: Just call it a hold harmless agreement.
1: A what holds harmless?
2: Yeah, hold harmless agreement. It just means that like, because it makes no sense that you're signing a contract for an unsanctioned match. Like that is a fair point. But a hold harmless agreement is what makes it. Like, if we sign one contract you go get a with just tattoo, each other, when you go get a tattoo, for example,
4: mm-hmm. Never you done sign
2: it. a whole harmless agreement saying, like, it's not the tattoo artist's fault if you get an infection, if whatever, blah, 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 blah. That's like essentially the same thing that you sign, like, in wrestling, of like, the company's not responsible for whatever you crazy loons decide to do to yourself in this match.
1: Semantics they sign the thing, Adam Cole gets it first, he signs the thing immediately. I don't remember who yelled it, but somebody yelled, you didn't even read it. Uh, And um, he said he's wondered why Jericho did what he did for weeks. He couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, couldn't process why he thought it was a good idea to beat his wife or his girlfriend in front of him. And Jericho personally directing traffic and screaming again and again. Maybe it's because he's a scumbag or a disgusting human being. But no, he did it because he truly believes he's invincible and that he can do whatever he wants because he's Chris Jericho and AEW should be grateful to have him. Well, we're going to find out how invincible he is when Cole beats the living hell out of him. And AEW should be thankful the matches on section because the blood will be on his hands and not the company's. That's how he likes it. It's taking all the power inside him not to beat Jericho within an inch of his life right now. And he explains exactly what he's going to do. He's going to break both of Jericho's legs, shatter his jaw, break his hand. So he'd hurry up and sign the paper, bitch. And that's when Jericho stands up. And he, uh, he asks for the, you know, he takes some steps towards Adam. Tony reminds us, no physicality. And he says, you know, he's not a bitch. He ain't from Las Vegas. And he opens the contract Ew. to sign it. Super heat. But <laughs> uh, before he signs, uh, he says the injury that put Cola on the shelf for a while must have affected his memory because he runs the footage back of the beating. Basically, Jericho is not directing anything. Uh, Jericho asks what kind of man allows the love of his life to get the crap kicked out of him me uh crick crap kicked out of her mere inches away roddy holds cole back and chris begs him to touch him before calling him a coward and on sunday there's no rules no accountability he'll knock cole's teeth down his throat he signs the contract and tells adam he got outsmarted because no rules means he's outnumbered five to two cole says he's right which is why he made a phone call to somebody who lives in las vegas A guy who he's idolized growing up and who, as a man, is crazier than all five of them combined. Now, before we get to who it was, I don't know about you guys, but I think I know somebody who lives in Vegas who in the past has been called sort of crazy and he could easily handle, you know, sort of taking on five guys. My immediate thought was Mike Tyson.
3: Literally the same thing.
1: But it is not Mike Tyson. Unfortunately, it is homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, a Sabu. And he's here tonight. And then Cole throws a chair, throws a Sabu chair. Sabu throws it at Matt Menard, sending the Jericho Appreciation Society packing. And then we get a video package prepping for Tony Storm and Jamie Ader on Sunday. So. I didn't mind the contract signing again. We're just building guys. I don't understand Sabu. It's clearly, obviously a nostalgia play here. Sure. But like Mike, Mike Tyson's worked with you. Mike Tyson lives in Vegas. Mike Tyson's a legit badass. Mike Tyson also Mike Tyson also at one point just want to say was part of the not part of the JAS, but he was part of the the other Jericho group. Right. I can't remember the inner circle. So yeah, he got been...
2: really high on uh commentary. Um Remember when he was terrible on commentary? It was hysterical.
1: No, because I was there.
2: Oh, I usually go back and watch when I was there, but I guess I just care more than you.
1: I can tell you it was a rampage and I
3: don't think... Go or back
2: and watch. Oh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have even really cared about Mike Tyson to be honest. It, for me it's like it's Kyle O'Reilly or busted at, at this point. I understand Kyle O'Reilly had neck fusion surgery and it sounds like there were complications with it. Um, and I certainly wasn't expecting him to be fully cleared. But like if you're gonna have someone even the score just like punch some other dudes and call it a day. Like KOR's the, the pop there. Uh, Sabu is a weird one. It feels like is only happening because he's friends with Jericho. <laughs> Yeah,
1: Schlong, you have a sabu background tonight you must love this
3: it's weird it's very very weird that's all i got
1: it's weird it is weird i just i get what kate's saying with the you know the history of with jericho but it's still just weird it just makes no conceivable sense to me
3: It does. I mean, I don't mind using a one-off old whatever guy for one-off managerial style role. Doesn't really bother me, but it is weird.
2: It's weird because it doesn't feel like. It feels in. In what world would Adam Cole pick Sabu to be the guy to come for the start? Like it's the Adam Cole Sabu thing. Um, because they didn't even do promo work to be like, I know who knows you real well. Like this was not like a. Where's someone that that you're familiar with, Jericho, in, in the Deathmatch run? Like, there was not, like, a, a callback of any sort to to Jericho and Sabu at all. Um, it, I There's nothing in me that feels like Adam Cole would choose Sabu. That being said, people love nostalgia pops. This one isn't for me. As long as he's not going on a Jeff Jarrett run, I don't really care. But... <laughs> Um, I will say Mikey Ruckus did a great job with the theme. I thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, it was good, but I just don't know who Sabu even wrestled for. If we're being honest, so in Japan
2: I mean, he did wrestle
3: for WWE C W. He was
1: it wasn't he was in WWE C W. What for like a hot minute? Yeah, but he was there. Yeah,
2: and he was in the the diet version of that too, and in I think New Japan and All Japan. I want to say.
1: Yeah, I think all Japan for sure. I don't know about New Japan. The one I was questioning was WWE Well, because that's what...
2: you know,
3: but that's what pays I'll never forget bills. how uh, how uncomfortable matters. he was on the boat.
2: Yeah, he felt very at a place on the cruise.
3: <laughs> Sabu, he did not like the the um the waves. He didn't like the the movement of the ship.
1: He seems like a uh like a <laughs> land animal, not a sea animal. You know what I mean?
2: He's a strange
3: cat
1: that's happy. Yeah. Well, he'll be there Sunday uh, in Adam Cole's corner. Maybe. Um, we also uh, move on to the Red Death Daniel Garcia versus Roderick Strong. Jesus Christ. What uh, a hard-hitting match this wound up being.
4: <laughs>
1: Roderick Strong wins by pinfall with the end of Heartache. Um, I didn't necessarily have a problem with this match. It's just funny seeing Roddy Strong in the ring. The past few weeks working with some of these guys and having the look on some of these guys' faces like, can you please turn it down like three notches? Like, we don't need to go (laughs) this hard.
2: Real fucking hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: God bless them, though. It is so good to see Ronnie Strong back in the ring. This felt like an old school ROH match to me. I loved it. They got to break up the Jericho Appreciation Society, man, because Daniel Garcia is way too damn good to be like kind of just waffling around right now and not in a story. Um, I, I, I thought this was a phenomenal match. It's just so good to see Roddy Strong in the ring again. He still looks great. <laughs> and yeah, um, I like the way that they're bringing him in. Like they're just letting him be an ass kicker. It's It's a good, good way to remind everyone what he's capable of. And this was just a fun wrestling match. Like, I loved it.
3: Schlongy, what'd you think here? This has been a great way to reintroduce um, Strong to, to the audience. And I think every most people who watch AEW know who he is because he had a his time in NXT. But it's a good way to introduce, like... His time in NXT, Kate, could speak to it better than I could. Um got weird at the end and you kind of lost a little bit of who Roddy was. You don't remember him from being, you know, we are all victims of, uh, you know, recency bias in our memories where we think of the guy as we last see him. And he wasn't this wrestler when you last saw him for no fault of his own. So it's been nice to see him come back and be like, oh yeah, he's still very much that guy and he can go and hit this match was one of those. And um, Garcia was a great opponent. because Garcia is that guy. So He's fitting in perfectly here, and it's been a great addition. Also,
1: that uh, end of heartache finisher just looks
4: ridiculous. So good.
1: Guys, they hype up the card for Sunday. We're going to talk about that here after we get past the main event, which was the Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta versus the Lucha Brothers, Penta El Zero and Ray Phoenix for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. And it turns out that the Lucha Brothers went by pinfall with the Fear Factor from Peta El Zero on Wheeler Yuta to retain the titles. But they did get a little help from the Bucks. The Bucks were under the ring hiding, and they pop out to keep Claudio from getting back in to make the save on the pin. Uh, so post-match, the Lucha Brothers stand tall while the Bucks hightail it through the crowd. And that's when John Moxley and Brian Danielson step in to the ring, just short of chasing them through the crowd. And Mox uh, tells them to laugh and smile while they still can, take pictures with the fans while they still have all their teeth, enjoy the time with their families because on Sunday they're going to get plastered on the pavement of the Las Vegas Boulevard. And Anarchy in the Arena will be the wildest, most violent match in AEW history because the BCC won't accept anything less. So if you're squeamish, the sight of blood, buckle your goddamn seatbelt because you haven't seen anything yet. And that, my friends, is the end of the show. So, uh, Shalom, let's go to you first. Thoughts on the match? Thoughts on the post-match and the end of the show?
3: The match was good. I mean, as good as it can be expe- you know, is expected between these two teams of... of- Sorry, Kate's eyes were looked like she was falling asleep, and we've been warned that she's very tired. And if she had fallen asleep, no, no, stream, no,
2: I was, I was trying to make sense of my notes.
3: <laughs> I know, but if you had fallen asleep on stream, I would have, lo- I would have laughed my on ass the off. Xanax,
2: yeah. Oh god, you guys keep talking.
3: But it, yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> my notes made no sense. That's all.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's because you were asleep writing them. Um, this is, I mean, it's a great match. You can't, like, that's what you expect. I was wondering how they were going to get away with the BCC not winning because I knew they weren't going to, because it just didn't make sense plot like through any of the plots that they have going to, to have uh, the Lucha Brothers lose. So having the Elite cost them from coming under the ring, the Young Bucks doing, actually makes a lot of sense. It gives the Young Bucks a one-up again, which is now two weeks in a row that they've come out on top, which is good because early on they were getting their asses handed to them. Keeps the titles off them. They don't do this a lot, so I'm not really complaining. I I, I really enjoyed it. But the match was amazing, but I kind of always, this is talking about my own recency bias. I get lost in the the post-match stuff, which is the elite. I don't know who's going to win. Come, you think the elite, but the BCC could just as easily pull this off. That's how good this feud's been built. So I'm just enjoying that. Kate, what'd you think here?
2: I loved it. Loved it. Um, Again, as someone that, covers and just is a huge fan of the ROH product. Kind of frustrating to see these titles getting defended here and not at all on ROH since they were won by the tag team champions. And they made such a big deal out of the the ladder match because of Jay Briscoe. It would be nice if they were defended in ROH. Um, However, no complaints about this match. I love the fact that heel Claudio doesn't usually use the swing, but tonight he used it in tandem with Wheeler Yuta to finish yep. off. Like that, that I thought was such a good um, cerebral thing because people love the swing and Claudio is not going to give it to you as a heel, except for things like this, which I, I thought was an excellent use of that. Loved Daniel sit on commentary. I thought he did a great job of putting Ray Fenix over. Um, And also driving home the spirit of the Black Bull Combat Club, like getting frustrated with Wheeler Yuta of how many times did we train him to do this or whatever, like really emphasizing like the training, the training and then him being like, well, to be fair, with a guy like Ray Phoenix, you can't train him because you can't replicate what he does. And talking about how like um, they're in the best of their career when Claudio and Wheeler win. Like It's going to look that much better. I, I just thought he was he was fantastic. So I, a commentary had added a lot. Um, super, super fun main event. I do think it could go either way. Um, I, I think it's more interesting if the Elite loses. I don't think they will. But I also think that there's a possibility that we have some people showing up. Mm-hmm. You're calling out in the, the chat. I love Danielson calling him the man in the mask as well. He referenced Regal by name a couple times. Really, really good stuff there. Um, but probably the best story in wrestling right now. I, I think that's fair to say. Really good.
1: Yeah. Well, with that ending the, sh- the go home show, let's talk about Double or Nothing's card. And let's just I know we've been sort of saying all night, I'm not sure it could go either way or the other. But uh, let's go through it. Uh, there is the unsanctioned match Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho, according to uh, sorry, Bet Fair Casino. Uh, as as of this morning, Adam Cole is the favorite to win this match.
2: Uh, Jericho why are they odds
3: on to matches? I don't know, they put odds
1: on
2: everything. Vegas, baby, double or muffin. Been,
3: you can't, you can't get a gamble in them, right? I don't think so. But I mean, okay. you know. Just curious. I
2: think you can. Sportsbooks have bets open for pay-per-views. Uh,
3: isn't that the whole WWE drama?
2: I've I have no idea. I yeah, I know think... we've
3: talked
1: about for a while, but I haven't kept up with it.
2: I think it might be more prop bets with the WWE drama. But they've had sports books open for stuff, or maybe it's vice versa. But I think um It's hard to imagine Jericho taking another pay-per-view loss because he just lost to Starks and he was losing to Andretti. But him losing here, especially with Sabu coming back, I hope it's the catalyst to break up the Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm going to say that you have Adam Cole win because you want him strong going into what I'm assuming is going to be a feud with MJF.
1: Hmm. You're probably right there. Shlong, what do you think? Who are you going to take?
3: Adam Cole, baby, he needs it.
1: Yeah, I think it's unanimous there. Adam Cole's going to take it. We have the six-man tag match. <clears throat> uh, the Hardy Party uh, versus Ethan Page and the Guns, the Hardys, uh, and Brother brother Zay, are favorite, to win this one as well. Shlong, what do you think here?
3: Hardy Party. Party Hardy Dardy. Ooh, I like it. Kate.
2: I'm going hardy party. I wish it was Ethan Page and not the guns. I I think they I think Ethan Page needs to be on collision or they need to put him on a track. He's way too valuable a talent to be as like in throwaways as he is right now.
1: I agree. And I will also take the hardy party. Uh, AEW TBS championship match. Jade Cargill versus Tay Valkyrie. As of this morning, Jade Cargill was still the favorite to win.
2: Yeah, so, it's gonna be Jade.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I was. I would even go first. I think that um, I think Jade's gonna win, and perhaps this is where we see uh, Chris Stat emerge. Fingers crossed. I, I hope so. Oh, Schlong's going Taya.
2: Okay.
3: You going tie-a?
1: What tells you Taya? You just think they need to get the Todd. I don't title think Stat's ready to
3: go. And I think even they know they're hitting the tail end of the Jade story. So I think it's dire.
1: Okay. Anarchy in the arena, the elite versus the BCC, the elite were favored as of this morning, Kate.
2: I'm going, I'm going with the odds a lot. I'm going with the Elite. and for funsies, I will throw in that. I think of Bushi debuts.
1: I'm going to agree with everything you just said. No lie. That was my okay. take.
3: Schlong on BCC, BCC with Takeshta. Okay, in the difference,
1: I could see that happening too. There's some agreements in the chat about that. Uh, AEW Women's World Championship: Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. Jamie Hader's being favored. I would personally say that Jamie Hader is going to gonna win. I don't think they're ready to pull this title off her and give it right back to, to Tony Storm. So I'm going to take uh, Jamie Hader.
2: Uh, definitely Hader. You got to keep it on her and get to her and Soraya for the UK show. Um, and also just a, they should have done something on the go home episode today. <laughs> that true. was more than like a throwaway promo. That was trash. <laughs>
1: shlong how you going
3: here hey yeah i think jamie retains as well sorry i was looking up whether you can gamble into uh, wrestling or not you cannot in an american sports book online stuff is different obviously American sports books don't let you okay
1: uh the 21 man blackjack battle royal for the international championship we know it's going to be orange cassidy um Orange Cassidy, Ricky Starks, and we're assuming Rock Hard Juice Robinson, and uh, who was the other guy we said we agreed on?
2: Switchblade. Jay. What? Is that
1: what? a reference to, to Django, by the way, Kate?
2: It's just a reference to people saying that wrong and weird. Right. Like
1: um Um, Who are you taking here? TBD. No no, no 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 we don't know all the, the, it's anyone but
3: orange cassidy
2: but come on that, make a okay, guess. okay so
3: you're you're picking the field i'm picking the field i don't know who's in it so i don't want like if of the four we have announced to be jay white but it's i'm taking the field my whole bet thing is that orange Cassidy doesn't win it's hard because i could say oh miro's gonna win and miro might not be in it so right
2: okay There's but like but, but can you just be fun can you do a fun? I pick? am being
3: fun. I'm saying it's anyone but Orange Cassidy.
2: That's I love safe. Cassidy. That's not fun. So... He's, a...
3: oh. he's
1: fine. Uh, he's like Serpentico. a Nerf ball. Serpentico. A okay. Wow. Okay. I could see it. Uh There's the TNT Championship Wait, ladder no, match. We
2: didn't. We didn't pick.
1: We didn't. I thought you just said, "Okay, go ahead. Who do you think's gonna win?"
2: I kind of like the Andrade idea you now. I'm gonna go. So you're Andrade. taking the field too. I am, but like, let's pick a fun person. Okay. What about you? Uh,
1: I think Orange Cassidy is going to retain. I really, uh, something tells me he's going to retain. Oh, uh, okay. And maybe just get him to Forbidden Door and lose it to somebody at Forbidden Door. Okay. Uh, TNT Championship ladder match Wardlow versus Christian Cage. Wardlow is favored here as of this morning.
2: Yeah, he's got to retain. They can't do him dirty twice on this title.
1: No. <laughs> I agree with that. Schlong. Award low. Okay, we're in agreement there. <clears throat> Kate's match of the night, the tag team championship match, FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and the special guest referee is Mark Risco. Uh, FTR are favored as of this morning. Uh, yeah, I personally think that it has to be FTR, but... I will say this if it is Jay Lethal or Jeff Jarrett, nobody will see it coming.
2: If it's not FTR, I'm gonna have a coronary.
1: <laughs> I believe that. So case picking FTR Schlong.
3: FTR. I mean Jesus Christ, even I like as much as I would love the 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 craziness, it's gotta be FTR. Okay. Okay, I think AEW re- re- released the names of the, the Battle Royal.
1: Did they? That it came after the show?
3: I'm um, looking. Well, you guys keep going. If I find it, I'll sell okay. I'll it.
1: Final match the AEW World Championship match, the four way MJF, Darby Allin, Jack Perry, and Sammy Guevara. Um, Sammy Guevara. Oh, yeah.
5: Sammy Guevara.
1: Thank you. Uh, I think MJF retains. I know a lot of people are thinking it's going to go somewhere else and they're going to run it back. I think, uh, I think MJF hangs on to it and then we move on to his next, his next trick.
2: Uh, I have to agree with you. Cause I think they're setting up for him and Adam Cole, baby. Uh, but you know what? Because I think literally all of our picks have been the same. I'm going to say Darby.
1: Oh, <laughs> no. Ryan went off on a few. No, but you and me. Yeah, that's true. All right. Shlong, you taking MJF or somebody else?
3: Has to be MJF.
1: I think it's got to be. It's just got to be. Well, either way, this show is this Sunday on Bleacher Report. So make sure you get it in. Uh, there's also other ways you could watch it too. Like they said, select you know Cinemarks and Regal Cinemas and Dave and Buster's and all that kind of stuff. Traditional. They said it will be on traditional pay per view as well. Uh, I Matt's it, house. You can
2: just go to Matt's house.
1: Could be Matt's house.
2: Probably.
1: Believe it starts at seven with the the pre show, and then matches start at eight o'clock on the main show. So be there or be square and then we're going to talk about it uh you know next week so definitely be sure to check it out. Guys, a couple a couple pieces of news. Um they did announce that Fight Forever finally has finally it will be released on uh Thursday, June 29th, 2023. Um, it'll be on PS4, PS5, Xbox one, Xbox series, XS, uh, PC and Nintendo switch, uh, on the 29th of June. So the game is finally seen the end of the day or the light of day, uh, at the end of the tunnel. And, um, they also did mention, they did put up on like some of their socials. People were worried that the blood was going to be removed from this game. We assure you it's not because it was literally just
2: Looks like a crime scene.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So Schlong, is this a game you're going to be playing? Oh, God. Yeah. So I watched. Um, I can't find. Uh, by the way, I can't. It might be out there, but I can't find who the participants are. But anyway, okay. I did. And I watched the on. Well, I watched it later when they posted it to YouTube. But uh, Evil Uno and Orange Cassidy did like uh, a play. They, they played it, they uh, did some matches, so you actually saw live gameplay, and it looks exactly like I wanted it to be. It looks like the old NWO versus WCW games, the the No Mercy game, which is, to me, how I define all wrestling games. Mm. I still think those games felt smoother than the games we get now. And, yeah, it it's not as, based on the look and the style, it's not re- as realistic as the WWE 2K games, nor is it supposed to be. Those are like straight simulation games, which are a lot of fun when you want to be like, I want my most realistic wrestling experience, but this seems to be like a lot of fun arcade experience. So I'm, I'm, I am pumped for this game.
1: I'm just glad it finally has a release date. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And guys, honestly, the last real piece of news I had tonight was it uh, came out late that uh, Melissa Santos, um, Brian Cage's lady is pregnant with his baby, his little machine. Welcome to the machine. So congrats to Brian and Melissa. And uh, let's just hope that the, um, the muscles are as big for and May your son have muscles as big as your muscles.
2: Yes. Baby affiliate.
1: Boom. There you go. And honestly, guys, that's all I got. There's a lot going on. Um, you know double or nothing this weekend we've already got our tickets to collision uh, so why don't we wrap this up and tell people where we're going to be and we'll throw some plugs and then we'll get out of here so Kate where are you
2: going to be oh no I'm going to be everywhere this weekend <laughs> oh uh, tomorrow I have the ROH post show on Fightful Me YouTube channel Friday We got the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post-show Saturday. Night of Champions post-show on Fightful Select. And Sunday, because NXT sucks, they're running head-to-head with AEW. So what we are going to do is a beat-the-clock review for NXT as a watch-along to AEW at the same time. And then I will also be doing um, the Fightful Select, AEW, Doubler Muffin post-show. And then right. I will be sleeping very late on the holiday
3: weekend. <laughs> Sounds good. Yay. Shlong, what about you? What are you up to? Well, I no longer live tweet dark at dark elevation because I oh. don't exist. But I am at Mark Order Pod on Twitter. This weekend, I don't know what time on Saturday, I will be doing the Fightful Select pre show for whatever WWE is calling their Saudi show <laughs>
2: night of champions.
3: Yeah, I, I, I forget the name of it, but I'm do, doing that. So
1: oof. Well, enjoy. It's night of shuds.
4: Night of, shuds. Night
1: of
3: chodes. In the afternoon.
1: Night okay. of chodes. Yeah. Well, enjoy. Uh, as Ryan said, Follow us on all our socials uh, at Mark Order Pod, Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all over the place. Find us at Mark Order Pod. And if you're on one of our socials to make it easier, we've even put the links to all of our socials to find us. You can also support us a couple ways. Click the button in the link tree to request your free stickers. All you got to do is give us your full name, your full mailing address. The country you live in. Hold on, Kate. Your email address in case we have any questions. And then we are going to send you some free Mark Order Podcast stickers. We send them anywhere in the world. Kate, your question?
2: Can they also be used as an eyepatch?
1: They can be. I'll show you now. Arrg Mine's maybe. too far away. ARG. Eyepatch. Oh, no. I think you just have...
2: <laughs> oh, no. Um,
1: Wait, where am I? Oh, no. I can't see anything. Version
2: one and two of the stickers, folks, right over Ed's face.
1: Both of them. Get both of them and use them as eye patches or put them wherever you want to show your support for us. Like I said, we do ship them anywhere in the world, free to you. We just want to to send them out to you guys who want to support us. Asian Joe is asking, leading back, I think, to the first part of our show where we're talking about strip clubs. So go back and check that out. Sure. Can they be used as pasties? I'm not going to try it here, but I'm sure they could. This if is somebody... where we
2: need shirtless mat.
1: If somebody... Yeah, I'm not showing. <laughs> well, if somebody uh, wants to use them as pasties and send us a photo, please feel free to do that. We'll put it on our socials. Well, we well let's we I promise that. Take... We really need to be discerning about No, put in a pasty. We'll put it on our social. It's covered. Yeah. Twitter actually, you can show anything. That's true. That's true. Trust me.
2: And we will only take thirty percent of your OnlyFans if you choose to use it on your OnlyFans.
1: Yeah, we do get a cut of uh, of your OnlyFans because it's our likeness and our branding. So, and
2: we will sue you.
1: Oh, uh, we've got legal representation. We've already contacted our legal representation about some other stuff. My
2: name um, is Smart Mark Sterling.
1: That's right. Uh, let me see here. Uh. <laughs> Jesse what?
2: Jesse chat.
1: Yeah, that's what I was actually looking at. Uh I was trying to see if uh, I actually said I'll stickers. give you some
2: at the are not mall in Horseheads, New York.
1: Jesse, if you do want I don't have anything here unless I missed it in our email, but feel free to resubmit. I'll send you out some stickers, but you can get them from Kate, but I'll send you uh, something in the mail if you send us uh your request, because it's nice to get mail. It
2: is you nice know. to get mail.
1: It's nice to get mail. Uh, the other thing you could do to support us, if you'd like to spend some hard-earned dollars on us to show your support, head over to that link tree again and click the button to visit our store, our Pro Wrestling Tees store. Uh, you can also just go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Pod or just search for the Mark Order Podcast on Pro Wrestling Tees, and you will be taken to our store where you can pick from four shirts, two front prints only, two double-sided prints, and any money you spend there goes right back into this show. So we do appreciate the support. Uh, And to all the people who have already ordered shirts, thank you. To anybody who's going to order a shirt, thank you. What the hell are you waiting for? Kate, I believe it was last week. You, I think you said if you don't order a shirt, you don't support women, right? So you're sexist immediately.
2: Yeah. If you don't order a shirt, you don't support women.
1: Please. If you don't get
2: stickers, you don't support women. Right. Do you hate women? Do nothing. Do you support women? Buy our t-shirts. Probably three to four of them.
1: Mm -hmm. All four of them. Get the whole set.
2: Yeah, get the whole set. And also get some free stickers. They're free. Do you not support women for free?
1: You can show your support for women by putting them on maybe your ladies' uh, nipples as pasties, and let exactly. us see what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? It's That's support, it. Ryan. We're supporting the ladies.
2: Yeah, we're sex positive.
1: Jesus, we're all inclusive here. On yeah. the I don't know why you got to cover it. up your ladies? Do you support
2: nip, women? You and her.
1: That's between you and her. You if be- you want to cover-
2: Leave a thumbs up on this video if you support women.
1: Yeah, that's the next thing, Kate. I was going to say is thanks to everybody who watched along tonight. Jesse Ozog, one l t photo Asian Joe, Cabbage Sensei, Gordon Post, Ricardo, whose surname has been redacted. Um, and everybody one day else I'll who... find
3: that surname.
1: We're going to find it. Uh, we will um, just keep waving to
2: the people.
1: Just wave. Everybody wave. Thanks don't for stop watching. Stop
2: until I am done reading down the list.
1: We appreciate it. I'm not I can't scroll and wave at the same time because this is my scrolling hand. So uh thanks thanks to, thanks to everybody. Game. Two hands. Thanks to everybody who's watching. Uh we appreciate you for watching us. Uh if you're listening in podcast form, we appreciate you greatly as well. Um if you I all don't. could why
2: watch us. Well Leave a thumbs up.
1: Hold Let's on. see my Kate. sexy ass. Hold on. We appreciate everybody, whether you're listening or watching, okay? If you're listening to us, the best thing you can do to help us is subscribe on any podcast form you're listening to us in, rate, review, subscribe. People think that doesn't matter. It 100% matters, and it helps us greatly. It takes a few minutes, so we appreciate you taking a few minutes to do that, but as Kate said... Give us a watch sometime. You don't have to watch us live. Just head over to our YouTube, and you'll see all of our videos from these shows there. Me and Ryan using our stickers as eye patches. The captain stopping in. A concerned citizen stopping in. Uh, Ryan's
4: Ryan's uh,
1: eulogy. Ryan's eulogy for uh, AEW Dark and AEW Dark I, Elevation. I, I, J- S- I just want to literal.
3: I just want to say. I just want to say every now and again. When we start reciting this stuff, it makes me realize I'm a fucking idiot.
2: No, you're not. You've just spent a lot more money on wigs than you probably realized.
3: You're the character. Also, guy. I'm, I'm fucking insane.
2: What's <laughs>
1: what wrong with me?
2: That's what podcast Listen, is. We have fun here.
1: We all have our roles. I, steer you ship. know, I steer the ship and I pass the ball. Right? With Captain Phil? I'm Phillips. an assist machine. Ryan, you're the character guy. You have to be the characters. Kate, eye candy just to get people here. That's all it is. What? Yeah. Uh, I'm, not gonna lie. Women, I'm not going to lie. Why I'm, here. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. Half the time when Kate's talking, the blah, 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 blah. All I hear is a high pitched noise and it's just all white noise. I don't hear anything else. It's just high pitched. <laughs> and when that ends, I know it's my turn to talk.
3: It's like Charlie Brown penis. Wah, 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 wah.
2: The eye candy used to be Matt, but he doesn't come around very often, all right? So I, you that's
4: know, why I'm here now.
1: Matt did text me today. Just so you guys know, Matt texted me today and says, I don't think I'm going to be able to show up tonight. I feel terrible. And I was like, Matt, you have a life. You have another show that you do on Mondays. You got to make that money. It's summer. Like, it's all good. Just so you guys know, he says he feels terrible every week that he can't be here. And I'm he like,
2: should. Um, I am he should. I should to anybody out. who's not buying our t-shirt. And he Mm -hmm. should text the whole group because there's more than just you here. There's also me, the eye candy, and Ryan, the character fella.
1: That's true. Well, he did have a question about something non-related to this, but he did just let me know, hey, I won't be here. And I was like, "Uh, I assume you're never going to be here. So it's all good.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. Because he's
2: sexist and he won't do a show with women.
1: That's true. But if you've never watched us on YouTube, you can go back and see Matt when he is here and see when he goes shirtless Maybe he's had too many spicy margs uh, or literal cats fighting in the back. It's a lot of fun. Um, And again, if uh, you're watching us on YouTube or anything, if you could take a moment to subscribe, hit the thumbs up button a couple times, whatever. It does help us. Again, those little things really, really help us out. Uh, And obviously, any way you can help us spread the word will also help us out greatly. So we appreciate it. Uh, We do have a bunch of things in the works for the future. We obviously know Collision is coming. The pay-per-view is coming this weekend. Everybody's schedule is busy. We might do something for the pay-per-view. We might not. Stay tuned. We'll let you know if we are. But no promises. So just an FYI. Kate already told us she's definitely out. She said, "Uh, I'm not going to be eye candy for you suckers any more than one night a week. So that's correct. We get what we can get. Uh, but other than that, guys, um, we're done. So I will say this to you two sitting with me here on this feed and everybody else out there. If you uh, are here in the U S enjoy your long weekend. If you do get a long weekend, uh, be safe over the Memorial day weekend, the unofficial kickoff to summer, enjoy all the wrestling this weekend should be a fun pay-per-view. We'll be back next week. We will talk about the pay-per-view. Uh and the dynamite for the you know fallout from the episode. That's probably or from the pay-per-view, that is most likely what we're going to stick to Monday. So it should be or Wednesday, Jesus. So it should be a wonderful show. And uh I look forward to spending more time with these goons, the <laughs> high pitched uh noise and the character guy. Hey! What I'm
2: the pretty high pitched noise.
3: I'm the sexy character guy.
1: I never used either one of those qualifiers, but I'm whatever makes you sleep at night. It does. I candy. Listen, Kate, people will look at stuff that is uniquely hideous, too. I'm just saying, you're not uniquely hideous, but people will look at things. Oh my God, she really left.
3: Damn, she left the whole thing.
1: Right. You understand what I'm saying, though, right? People go to a freak show to stare at the freaks.
3: I, I'm just impressed that she completely disconnected.
1: People all to stare.
3: Is she coming back? Is she?
1: No. She didn't. I think she hit the wrong button because I've done this. I've, I've done the same thing where I've hit the complete wrong button and I've disconnected my camera and my microphone and then I have to scramble to reconnect them.
3: There she goes. Well,
4: that's well, the end of the show.
1: It's the end of the show anyway so uh enjoy the shows this weekend uh we will talk to you next week uh for kate who's no longer here i guess goodbye ryan
3: always a pleasure have a good one enjoy your your, your long weekend or something or other see you next week
0: Includes the Mark Order podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.